0: (sighs) okay i want you to know something
1: andy uh recording Uh all right now i'm good i'm recording what's up
0: if you had told me that one day i was going to do a disney sequel podcast and then talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! on it,
1: uh-huh.
0: I would have nodded and said, yeah, that sounds just about right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Directed Video. VHS? VHS? The podcast where we pair movies like Fine Wine. I am your host and undead spirit from Egypt, Tony Risto. <laughs>
1: And I am your I am your host and uh, unfinished puzzle, Andy Reyes. <laughs> oh,
0: man, if I'm going to be that entertained by every Yu-Gi-Oh reference, this is going to be a good episode for
1: me. <laughs> I have never come off of two movies so fresh um, and so excited to talk about both of them. Uh, usually I'm excited to talk about one and the other one I'm like oh I don't really don't know how I'm gonna feel by the end of this
0: I cannot wait to get to the end of the second movie.
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> I was like I had forgotten that it happened and I just began laughing and did not stop. It was amazing <laughs> All
1: right all right uh, all right
0: I also I also say this too I watched both of these movies. I'm sure I watched the dubbed version of the Anubis movie at some point as a kid, but I mo- more recently watched them, and more recently, still like still is still like high school. Yeah. No, because the new one came out later. Than came that. out, but the, new, but the I,
1: new one came out three years ago.
0: Then I watched it three years ago. Um, but I watched the subversion of both of these, and while I do think that's a better,
1: it's definitely probably a a better choice.
0: It's, I think it's a better choice. I, I, I don't think that the English translation is, like, very good. But I'll say this. The English jokes are usually what got me. Like, the ones that were clearly added in in the dub. Where, where I was like, ha, ah, that's good.
1: There's a lot of them where it's like, the mouth is moving, they have to say something here. Yes. And there are others.
0: Okay, <laughs> I, I want to say, say this about Pyramid of Light. The animation is, like, way worse than the Yu-Gi-Oh! TV show.
1: It's so bad. It's
0: terrible. And I I, I guess I just don't know how that happens.
1: The, the thing about Pyramid of Light that blows me away is, one, is we have all of the, like, the recap of the beginning of the show.
0: Yes, which I actually do like. I get it because it's like, this is gonna go out in theaters, and it might be the first time people really interact with this, so you need to tell the... In fact, I thought that the beginning was the strongest part of Pyramid of Light. Where it's yeah. like, okay, Yugi puts together the puzzle, magic happens,
1: alright? And also, also on top of that, it's like, there's a lot of parents here watching this shit for the first time. Like, <laughs> we have to give them something. Like, uh, they they brought their kids and maybe a couple of their kids' friends. Like, they drew the short straw. And it is so difficult following the plot of either of these movies. Uh, and I watched... I watched... I realized... All of the series. Did you? Uh, I, I realized it because there was shit referenced in the in the next movie that I vividly remember. And I was like, I remember that happening. That was the end?
0: Yeah. Like, you, you recognize, like, the final duel and stuff.
1: Yeah. But I, I thought there was more show after that.
0: Well, they, they made a new show, but no.
1: I'm also realizing now, I watched it on Saturday morning TV, so I probably definitely watched a lot of it out of order.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That tracks. So, all right. Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie. Pyramid of Light.
0: Two subtitles. Strongest way to do it.
1: It's great because when the movie, after we do the beginning bit, after the recap, when we get the title Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: Before you start, I would actually love to jump into this recap for a little bit because there are a few things. So I like that it reintroduced the core concept of the show. It has Yu-Gi putting together his puzzle.
1: It really walks you through it.
0: And then it but it keeps cutting to people digging up Anubis's tomb which by the way movie casually posits that Anubis was a human person who then died.
1: Yeah but also the movie kind of frames it like oh Yuki totally accidentally killed those archaeologists.
0: It does um, but also I don't know if you remember this from the show the fact that when the pharaoh comes back his enemies come back is canon.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I I, realize that. Like, the
0: reason Kaiba exists, and the reason evil Bakura exists, is both because he put the thing together.
1: I, there's some retconning that happens in the next movie.
0: Also, 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 is yeah. portrayed as a villain. Zero out of ten, bad movie.
1: Oh god, I that that, that evil Karibo is still the most adorable goddamn thing. <laughs> and it's like, you guys, you guys couldn't pick any other monster like like they
0: had other monsters there yeah they like just why not? not Karibo for some like, reason
1: he's a fan favorite man i guess mm. i guess Karibo's a fan
0: favorite he got a new card when they did the the sequel movie uh
1: well we're gonna have to we are gonna have to talk about this movie in the next movie because there is there is a thing there is thing um <laughs> but first let me finish this oh so. also
0: one more thing then i promise i'm done with the beginning okay uh i legit forgot that he yells Oh in the dub yeah when and he when transforms. he did that i like i broke man that's so stupid it's
1: it's real bad yeah oh oh while we're on the topic though i do love that when he's putting together this puzzle that he just has notes all over the place for each individual piece
0: yeah i mean it take it, they say in the next movie that it took him eight years that's insane so, like,
1: that's crazy it's a I, magic
0: puzzle, dude.
1: Yeah, but that means that when he was like 4, he got his hands on this shit and he's just been going at it. Since. Um,
0: 6. I believe he's 14. God, of course. Yeah, I guess. He's he's just he cuz he's like a he's like in high school but everybody thinks he's a middle schooler.
1: Oh man, and the, yeah. All right, god, this timeline. Um, the dub is all over the place. I have somebody who watched the dub uh the top, the, the, the purported ages did, never really made sense. Hmm. But it makes sense that he's 14.
0: Honestly, I thought that by the end of Yu-Gi-Oh! They had been out of high school for a little bit. But no. Because there were five seasons, and yes. two of the seasons were spent in other countries. Yes. Like, at one point, they go to America, and then go to Egypt. And, like, I was a high schooler, and I never took trips that fucking long.
1: Yeah, I... I I my school rarely ever went past town,
0: but also the first two seasons were like a few weeks each.
1: Yeah, so you got to remember stuff like that. Shout out to uh, shout out to the guy in the beginning of the movie in that intro sequence who just yells out, "This tube is cursed!" Ah, <laughs> <And then> <laughs> dies. <laughs> that's that's some great ADR. Like we didn't need that, but we got it. <laughs> and it was so clear oh there's a narrator
0: then the narrator is i actually liked the narrator it was pretty solid like i said i i I didn't hate the
1: beginning of this movie except he says it was never to happen like Like 50 times times. every time he said it i'm like but it did happen but it It did happen though
0: (laughs) it was never to happen and for a while it didn't but then it did and he's like it was never to happen. it reminds me of of in the dub when they went to egypt everybody kept saying it shall be written it shall be done yeah like fucking uh movie around that they play at easter ten commandments like the fucking ten commandments
1: i you were the second person who was brought up that the ten commandments is an easter movie to me and i've never had this experience it's a
0: passover movie passover's at easter
1: I, no i get it i just i've never i don't think i've ever actually seen the ten commandments movie don't it's a classic man
0: it's not a good classic everybody lives in ruins
1: yeah that dude. wasn't
0: how they did
1: no i know but i bet it looked really nice
0: uh it's not a bad looking movie the water effect is actually amazing because i learned how they did it
1: and it's great we've been talking for almost 10 minutes and we haven't even gotten to the title of this movie
0: All right, go for it.
1: (laughs) So we have we get Yu Gi Oh! and then we get the movie, and then we get an entirely new title Pyramid of Light. (laughs) So this movie came out in 2004, it was published by Warner Brothers under their family entertainment label. Four kids and Studio Jump basically were like, This is it, this is our chance to do to do the big time with our franchise
0: to make a really genuinely bad movie genuinely it seems like the least amount of effort went into it the god cards in particular look
1: terrible each one has like one thing that they do and i think they copy paste that animation just everywhere it's not It genuinely
0: looks like they're they have still pictures of them that they photoshop into moving
1: yeah it's very odd it's a movie that does feel also very 2004 for <laughs> reasons we'll get into later.
0: Hey, did you like when they did the Pyramid of Light? They uh, they, they, did the, the 2004 3D effects?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, I do have notes about that. It. This movie and the next movie have a lot of CGI, but the next movie's CGI is way better. Yes, yeah, it's,
0: it's much more solid.
1: It's also like artistically stylized. Mm-hmm. In a way that you know, that I'm like, okay, sure, like it. They're trying to do something with this.
0: The later Yu-Gi-Oh! TV shows use a lot of CGI. I think that whoever worked on it
1: had a lot of experience with that. Oh, go fuck yourself!
0: You go fuck uh, yourself. Th-
1: no, sorry. This movie's <laughs> gonna be released on Blu-ray <laughs> this year.
0: That's a weird time to do it.
1: In next if month, it were actually, me,
0: I would have released it with when they released the new movie.
1: Hey, literally a month from now uh, tony you can own this movie on blu-ray haven't you wanted to see this movie in fucking 1080 60
0: no it's it's really it's a really hideous movie and blu-ray's not gonna help it
1: <laughs> but i want to be able to see it in sharp hd quality oh man oh jesus this movie came out in america first
0: honestly that tracks
1: i'm starting to think that this was a movie that was made by four kids
0: an American-made movie, that then they translated to Japanese. That yeah. would make sense. The weird spinach TV show is that too, Castle Monsters, yeah.
1: where they, they
0: do Pokemon but it's Yu-Gi-Oh
1: Yeah, I'm getting here that it's produced and written by a bunch of uh, Americans, and then okay. it was it was directed and I think animated by a Japanese studio.
0: That that really tracks because this is some terrible stuff. Also, that makes sense to why Pegasus was there.
1: Yeah, because Pegasus shows up and I was like, the hell is he doing here?
0: Pegasus is genuinely the most fun thing in the movie.
1: Oh, he has the best lines, too.
0: Pegasus, like, every other word out of his mouth is a sick burn.
1: I feel like the voice actor was just taking a piss this whole shoot. (laughs) So this movie spends, like, the first five minutes just really glorifyingly masturbating about how awesome Yugi is.
0: It does. I guess Yugi has some kind of up-and-coming TV spot, uh, but he doesn't seem to know about it, which is weird.
1: Yeah, like who produced this? Who made this, and why? It feels like like a like a news station documentary about like your local hero, but it's so long. And also, it's
0: a bunch of people see it, and a lot of them don't seem to be local.
1: They and they're watching it, and they're like, "I need to go fucking find this kid."
0: Yeah. Do we get to cut to Kaiba now? Do yeah, we, get to we cut, cut to, to Kaiba, Kaiba. Now?
1: <laughs> We cut to Kaiba also watching this, I think. He's also watching this, how how awesome Yugi is.
0: No, no, no. Kaiba is fighting Yugi.
1: Is that what's happened? Oh, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> this is the, oh my God. This is the, the-, the duel, the simulated duel. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. I cannot believe. Oh, we'll talk about it when we get there. So we have this simulated duel between Kaiba and, and, and uh, Yami Yugi specifically, mm-hmm. where he diff. No, I'm getting my movies confused.
0: Yes, you are. The, <laughs> the other movie, I genuinely think that the best duel in that one is a simulated one. In this movie, in, in this, this movie, movie, Seto Kaiba, and this is true in both movies, is the saddest person. He has programmed taunts into his card game simulation. It
1: it is. I think it's more depressing in this one because he's not actually, he's not actually doing anything, right? Like he just. Right.
0: He's just standing there watching.
1: Watching as and then these scientists are like wow he's he's too powerful we can't we need more we need more time to simulate his power and kaiba's just like you're you know what you all need more time getting better Resumes, because you're all fired.
0: Yeah, yeah. they keep on talking about calculations, and I'm like, what calculations (laughs) are there? What obelisk can get infinite attack points? So don't attack him.
1: It's not even a number. It's not even a number. It's so big. It's it's there is it's that big. There's not. It's not a number. They're like,
0: but what if we double Blue Eyes' ultimate attack points? Well, (laughs) nine thousand isn't fucking infinite, is it, asshole? Yeah. you
1: also i just these guys I mean, could be replaced by a two dollar calculator these guys could be replaced by a two-year-old if you go up to a two-year-old and you say all right you have how much are you gonna hit me with oh yeah well i'm gonna hit you with infinity and the two is gonna be <laughs> like that's not fair bam and it's not and it's not <laughs> all four scientists are fine <laughs> um man we just start oh. right in the middle of this bullshit I do love, though, that in this simulation, fucking Yugi's like, there's more power than attack points. Now, watch yeah. as I give myself infinite All attack, attack points, points and show you true power.
0: <laughs> I, be- I, I believe that's because Kaiba knows that Yugi would talk about how there's more power than attack points, but does not know what that actually means.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he says that, and then the simulation's like, okay, so attack points,
1: right? <laughs> anyway. oh, oh, man, I, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> I do love that uh, we're about to we're about to be introduced to Maximilian Pegasus, who is the best thing in this movie. But I will say that what Maximilian Pegasus is in this movie, Kaiba becomes in the next movie, which is an arbiter of amazing one liners. So, <laughs> Two- <laughs> yeah,
0: 100 in... percent in...
1: it... true. It, it... an an invisible man that's never explained right like
0: anubis okay so anubis has apparently so much power for a dead guy
1: he he has and yet it has taken him so long to actually do anything with it i guess he was just biding his time or whatever um oh i love god bless the wikipedia for giving me the riddle The prophecy that the movie has because i wouldn't have remembered it i didn't write that Uh, so
0: it's well it's dumb and i immediately forgot it i really Mm -hmm. i want to say i really like that pegasus because the the invisible man comes into his room while he's asleep
1: and pegasus
0: has this dream vision yes and i really like that pegasus the character least involved in the plot is the one to have a vision about it yeah in a better movie that could actually be like really good but this was like, it could oh, be that's something. interesting. And then the movie was like continued to be pretty basic and terrible. Pretty,
1: yeah, pretty not great. So after he wakes up from this vision, uh, he says that he needs to stop having white wine sprinters before bed. Dude like that is not something like consuming alcohol before you go to sleep is not all is never really a great time but it seems like he purposefully is like mm, bedtime time for my white wine spritzer
0: well we see earlier that he is drinking a red wine spritzer or not earlier later but earlier in the day
1: oh um, so he just I, switched colors
0: <laughs> i think he's i think pegasus is constantly drunk
1: oh he's I actually, a functioning alcoholic
0: this is something i also really like I don't know if you remember this but there's there's a scene that I remember so vividly f- from when I was a kid where he's eating gorgonzola cheese and drinking red wine yes. but he says it's gorgonzola cheese and cranberry juice. Yes. And, and that's like, it was so inten- unintentionally funny to me because they did it on purpose so that they wouldn't think, so the kids wouldn't think he's drinking alcohol. But I thought, ha he's supposed to be drinking alcohol, but he said cranberry juice. And it was later that I was like, wait, they just did that.
1: Yeah, like that that's definitely feels like a TV thing where somebody somewhere said that he couldn't say wine.
0: I guess in a movie he can be drinking actual wine.
1: Movies are bound by different rules than television. I know that for sure. So yeah, it makes sense. It's
0: probably why you can never say somebody's going to die in on TV, Yu Gi Oh. But in this, you can show three or four people being sealed in a tomb.
1: Oh man, a good amount of people just bite the dust. Just a uh, solid. At the beginning of this, movie. Solid number just of people. A, a good archival, a good archaeologist expedition just gone.
0: But I guess some of them survive because that mummy does make it to Domino. Uh,
1: We cut from Maximilian Pegasus to Yuki's grandpa, who, remind me, wasn't this guy like an Egyptologist once upon a midnight jury?
0: Yes, he got the Millennium Puzzle from the Pharaoh's tomb.
1: Yeah, so why is he the one find? Why is he finding out about this brand new Egypt exhibit in the local paper? Wouldn't it you does think- seem
0: weird? I guess he doesn't have his ear to the ground anymore. That's not true. He's friends canonically with the guy who runs the museum.
1: Exactly. It's like, I, th- that's where the first duel happens in the show. Oh, okay. So, um, so it's wow. what it's like. You are the expert on this shit, man. I, this movie is so badly paced. So if it feels like we're jumping around, it's legitimately the movie's just all over the place. So, uh, Seto Kaiba gets into his plane. Yes!
0: Okay, I have a question. I have a question. Does Kaiba have to pay Pegasus? Did Kaiba have to pay Pegasus in order to build that jet? Royalties. And does he have to pay Pegasus so many other royalties for the fact that Blue-Eyes-White-Dragon is his brand now?
1: It's his personal brand. Well, maybe he, I think if you're seto kaiba and maximilian pegasus they probably just dueled over it <laughs> I, I, i'll duel you for my brand
0: <laughs> yeah that that's probably, gonna be this whole yeah.
1: podcast by the way
0: my favorite fucking dumb part happens right here because i forgot i forgot that kaiba gets his own punk rock song
1: it's amazing it is amazing <sighs> it is the, it's called "You're, not, You're me, not Me," and it might be the worst ten minutes of uh, of awful music. I thought the end of this movie really gut punched me uh, with a bottle. Wait, wait! I'm music. sorry.
0: I'm sorry. We had very different childhoods. You did not know that there was an entire CD filled with this stuff. No, I, I. Uh. Like, dude it's like it's like sonic levels of butt rock
1: it's no sonic i've sonic music is better than this that hurts um and it's and and here's the best part though is here's here's why and here's and i'm gonna tell you why tony is because in a sonic game when the lyrics kick in i get excited why because it's because it's letting me know that shit's getting real that i'm going so fast Uh, don't say if i were you but in this movie when the lyrics kick in i started laugh crying i was like he gets his own shitty rock song of course he does of course and it sucks so bad
0: how things would be if you were in my shoes god what a terrible song it's It's so great i love
1: it it's called you're not me and that should tell you everything about the quality of this song like this Mm -hmm. is like blink 182 levels of like teenage bullshit
0: it does but it's about a rich guy which makes it so much so weirder much in my we- mind <laughs> that's <laughs> true it's like he's got fucking everything and he's throwing a tantrum
1: at this point we're 15 minutes into this movie and 10 minutes of it have been about kaiba and i'm loving it mm. so he gets to Max. he just flies to maximilian pegasus's mansion
0: it's, he doesn't have a mansion he's got a castle
1: it's well it's an island castle it's his own private castle island yep and and maximilian is just lounging around uh showing people his eye hole and stuff
0: pegasus i love this casually shows off his empty eye socket to Kaiwa because i don't think pegasus likes kaiba i don't know if you picked up on this
1: well i i do there's an but he's amazing,
0: constantly like, dissing him and then he like shows him his gross, gross
1: eye <laughs> he does uh he there's Uh, maximilian pegasus's life is defined by two things one look at my gross face hole and two hey kaiba how does it feel to be fucking having your life rocked by a child for three years for three years
0: kaiba is also a child to be fair
1: yeah i mean barely
0: no he's just like
1: really tall he's just really (laughs) tall is that canon uh oh guess who's going to the yugi wiki motherfucker
0: I honestly don't know how old Kaiba is. In the beginning of the show, he and Yugi went to the same high school.
1: That's horse shit.
0: But I don't know if he graduated first or if Kaiba was just like, hey, I'm rich.
1: Who are all these people? I don't care about these people. All right, where is he? Where's my boy? All right, I remember this version of Kaiba when he had green hair. He is not given an age. (laughs) perfect wow awesome that was worth it (laughs) god damn it and also Uh, i do not know how tall this is uh in feet oh my god
0: he's like six seven or something right yeah
1: dude he's insanely tall uh he's about well he's not six seven but he's like six foot two okay which is pretty tall
0: that tracks this is actually very tall for a japanese person i think
1: he's i think he's very tall for most people um yeah
0: so this is important. Pegasus bottles his own wine and puts two monsters on the labels. He has one from nineteen eighty-two, which means he's been doing this for a while. I'm just gonna mention it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, thanks for mentioning it. There's a wonderful exchange here where Kaiba just yells out, We're not friends, and Maximilian says, Sounds like you need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> And and then he spends uh, the rest of this scene just constantly reminding Kaiba of his failure to beat Yu-Gi-Oh. Yugi Moto, sorry. <laughs> his name isn't King of Games, his name is just King of
0: And Moto. we'll figure out what he's the king of later, I guess.
1: He's the king of motorcycles, which was just a secret uh hint of the future. It was all foreshadowing.
0: Uh huh. So then I believe we cut back to Yugi.
1: Yes, they're at school. They're, like, leaving school, I guess. Like, school just mm-hmm. let out. And there's, like, a crowd of people who are, like, basically just all there to challenge Yugi to a duel.
0: Oh, I, I, I won't put this forward. They are all posers. They're all, like, they're not good at this. They so. are so
1: bad at this that they can't even beat Joey. And I've played the video games. He's not that hard.
0: I mean, Joey in the video games has a... Like a power deck. So he's actually one of the harder guys just because he has high attack monsters. Mm-hmm. But also, Joey is canonically like the third best duelist in a city full of duelists.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, but you wouldn't know it looking at the guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that hurts, man.
1: I don't know what Joey's personality is in the uh, in the original anime.
0: Well, he's a he's like
1: a street tough,
0: but he's like reformed.
1: So he's like a reformed criminal, right? Because in this, he's just an idiot.
0: Yes, I think. Well, I think he's also like not that smart. But like, do you remember how how like he and Yugi met because he was bullying him?
1: I, I just said that he was an idiot, <laughs> and then you said, "Well, I also think that he's not that smart."
0: Right. I, I meant in the in the subversion. I think he's. In in the original, I don't think he's that smart. <laughs> I don't think that was something added in. I thought that you meant he's an idiot and also not me. that smart. And I
1: was like, oh shit, dude, that hurts. <laughs> that hurt me, and I'm all the way over here. <laughs> that's uh. not what
0: I meant. I think in the American version they played up the idiot thing, but like I th- I honestly what I think he's supposed to be is like he's the everyman in this TV show. I mean,
1: he's not though, because he's got the thickest Brooklyn accent.
0: Well, that's a problem for translators. I well, I don't know. I can't tell you what kind of accent he had. in Japan. It's, it's impossible for me to know. The
1: the thing is, is like usually uh, from what I rem- vaguely remember. Like, I'm not an expert on this, but like usually, like street toughs will have like a kind of like a like a like a simplified country dialect. Sometimes, if they're right. like a super tough guy. Uh, and then the way but we But I can't do, actually
0: pick those out so
1: me neither but like i don't know it really depends but i don't know i usually you rarely ever get such a thick just like i'm walking here actually hey i'm
0: i'm walking here it's,
1: it's so bad it's very it's it's laid on very thick and it i have to thick. assume that it was just a decision somebody made and they had to stick with it for the last <laughs> 12 years
0: well it's like how a english
1: that also doesn't make sense
0: You know what really doesn't make sense? The fact that he's English, and then they establish in the movie that he's Egyptian. Or that he spent a lot of time in Egypt.
1: Yeah, you would think he would have, you know, had Mormon. Well, I mean, all those fucking Egyptian kids have perfect American accents, so who knows? Who knows, That's also
0: true. They also have some fucking American-ass names, and I did not stop to look it up, because I could not remember if those were their actual names. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, it's not important.
1: Pegasus takes Kaiba down to his dual dungeon, which is I want to
0: mention really quick, actually, before we switch over. Because yes. Pegasus does have a special dual dungeon.
1: It's like, go like, no down a hallway to the right is his sex dungeon, to the left is his dual dungeon. You can't get those mixed up. You can't get them mixed up, and he has before.
0: Because he often brings children into his dual dungeon. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, remember, Kaiba is, I believe, a minor.
1: Kaiba is He's possibly a miner. You're right. Oh, and you
0: don't God. want to bring a miner into your sex dungeon.
1: Yeah, it's a very dangerous game. That because then they'll supplied. start
0: digging stuff up. Okay.
1: Bones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Decided I'd let that land on its own. So. <laughs> oh. I just wanted to mention that the, the one guy that we see dueling Joey has one of the most unsettling cards, in my opinion, which is Injection Fairy Lily. Oh, yeah. The... Nurse monster with a with a big old syringe who who her ability is to make her syringe get really big and stab you with it.
1: It's very phallic in in a weird way, but also he makes the most grotesque moan when he summons her, and I was not Mm -hmm. about it. Yep. So Pegasus takes back to Pegasus
0: special duel dungeon.
1: (laughs) He takes him down to his dual dungeon. Do you remember what he tells Kaiba? Do you remember the words that he says exactly? Because. Kaiba says something about how, all right, let's get to it. Let's fucking start dueling. And Pegasus says, let's not get nasty just yet. <laughs> he says that, say that in this kid's movie. Ah. I haven't watched or played a Yu-Gi-Oh in a long time. And I doubt I ever will for the rest of my life. Uh, God forbid, you know. But um, I forgot about the face down card mechanic, which is Why a good Why don't you mechanic.
0: guys, if you guys want to uh, <laughs> Challenge leave me us to a review... And uh, if, if you leave us a review and beg us, beg Andy to duel, I will make Andy duel. Um,
1: you know what? Yeah, you know, if there's sufficient clamoring for it. But I, I'm just letting you know, I don't know any of the advanced mechanics, right?
0: The advanced mechanics like putting a card face down?
1: Yeah, dude, that's
0: some insane shit. The only thing, the, the only thing. Andy, that people remember about Yu-Gi-Oh! is the fact that you can activate a trap card.
1: Yeah, but I, I I, forgot that you put it down on the field. I thought you just pulled it out of your hand, which they do do in this movie also. Like a criminal? <laughs> like, I meant to put it face down, but you know, I just kept it in my hand and activated it whenever.
0: It's kind of absurd that Pegasus lost his mind-reading powers, but still uses the same strategies. You'd think he'd switch it up.
1: I, maybe he thinks he's just, I mean, he has a very specific deck.
0: Uh, yeah, he summons Tomb Gemini Elf and Tomb Dark Magician Girl, who are new Toon monsters at this point. Tomb Dark Magician Girl will go down in history as the only Toon monster that is not terrifying.
1: Yeah, all of the other Toon monsters are distressing, yeah. to say the toon least. Tomb Dark
0: Magician Girl, it's like a little girl.
1: It's just a chibi. It's just a chibi. Uh, he also later summons a Toon... Blue Eyes, White Dragon. We're not going to do a a play-by-play of these duels, right? No, no, no.
0: I just wanted to mention them. Because I figured if I didn't, you wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't, no. Yeah. Kaiba is uh, very extra during this Mm -hmm. duel. uh, But his his closing line is uh, copyright (laughs) infringement, to say the least.
0: I love his closing line. I want to credit to whoever wrote That's All, folks, when he defeats Pegasus. Because that's great.
1: Is that legal? Is he allowed to say that? Like uh, well, it's was on but WB, so yes. Oh, that's right, WB. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they knew.
0: The card Kaiba uses to win is Return from a Different Dimension. Keep an eye on this card, folks. It's gonna come back.
1: It's, hey, this is some foreshadowing.
0: This is actually, I think, the strongest bit of storytelling in the movie. The fact that he uses Return from a Different Dimension here and then later, because I had forgotten that. And it actually,
1: it's it's a good like
0: Chekhov's gun because you don't realize it's a Chekhov's gun.
1: The best writing in this movie, I was going to say game, the best writing in this movie is unironically the battle scenes because they're fun.
0: I was really annoyed during the later duel how often we cut away from it to show like characters not doing anything.
1: Yeah, well yeah, you know.
0: This all could be cut and they could just be playing the game and we could watch shit happening. There were duels in the TV show that lasted like six episodes. Yes. They couldn't, they couldn't stretch it
1: out. Uh, okay, what happens after this? So Kaiba obviously defeats Pegasus and he says that, and he says, oh, you have two cards in here. Ah, ha, 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 you devious bastard. And he leaves and Pegasus is like, what? Two cards? I only have one card. I only had one thing, but it's too late. Kaiba anyway, had, bye. Yeah, Kaiba had already hopped into his blue eyes, white jet, and flew away. So
0: Yugi and Teya, in an attempt to get away from the uh, the crowd of duelists,
1: go on the worst date ever.
0: I'm sorry. Do you know that it's that this is a reference to the one date they had? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Now they go to the museum and they see
0: a dead guy.
1: They just they see a dead man uh, with a dagger, and his grandpa's there too. Yeah. Why not? Sure. He,
0: super does not need to be in this movie
1: I, he, I i love that he's super not in the next one i
0: i feel like they could have given him something to do in the next one but it's okay that they didn't because he doesn't need to be in this movie He really or the
1: doesn't. next one yeah i mean he's in the next one just enough for me to go oh hey they changed his voice actor and that's depressing now they they read this uh foreboding prophecy
0: i hate the prophecies rhyme in american dubs they always rhyme, and it's always forced, and this prophecy is written in Egyptian, so it fucking wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, even if it originally rhymes.
1: Maybe his grandpa's just really good at like coming up with this on the fly. Like he's he's a really good like improv rapper.
0: This is the one reason they need him, by the way, because he's the one who can read this. Read stuff.
1: Egyptian. You think he would have taught it to his grandson.
0: Yeah, but he didn't.
1: Also they could have gotten Bakura to do it. Bakura's not in this movie. Not in movie. this movie. Just too bad. Uh, So it says, The eye that sees what's yet to come, its vision shall be fulfilled, unless blinded by events predetermined, thus light and shadows both be killed.
0: Hey, um, question. What's up? Let's say tomorrow you were to die.
1: Okay, sure.
0: But don't worry, you've planned ahead.
1: Mm -hmm, I'm excited.
0: You're going to come back from the dead in, let's say, 3,000
1: years. Let's round, it, let's round it up to a cool 5,000.
0: Okay. Depending on which country, we will do that. Um, so, you you know, you do the right things. You build a tomb. You get a sarcophagus. You just got to make sure you're, you're safe set to for go. a few yeah,
1: yeah, thousand yeah. years.
0: Where do you put the prophecy that tells everybody how to kill you?
1: Oh, well, you don't put it anywhere. Smart. Yes.
0: You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Who wrote this on the side of this coffin?
1: Okay, but we have to remember that the movie does mention later that, like, he didn't die. The pharaoh killed him. So I assume the pharaoh maybe just went in there with, like, an EpiPen, or not an EpiPen, like a chisel and was like, (laughs) what's
0: an EpiPen? One, this is why we know that this movie is non-canon, because the pharaoh did not have enough time to kill this guy and the next guy who showed up. Two,
1: (laughs) he was too busy killing... Like seven other people.
0: Why would they mummify him? This isn't a guy you want in your afterlife. Fuck yeah, this guy.
1: Oh, I've seen the mummy. Ba- they're just mummifying everybody. It's not like it. It's it's not like it's expensive and hard to do. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm just saying. The...
1: No, I get you. I agree with you completely. It's really fucking stupid. Um, uh, also, it posits that Anubis was an actual person, an who actual had to be human murdered. person. Who, ma- who fucking made this guy the god of death?
0: It seems like a bad move.
1: It really does. Also,
0: the really funny thing for me is that technically Osiris is the god of death, but there is no Osiris in the translated version of Yu Gi Oh! because they changed his name to Slifer.
1: At this point, we get the title drop because we get the. There's like a millennium puzzle that's. Not, it's like a glass one, but it looks the same, but upside down and made of glass, and it's called the Pyramid of Light. Oh, title drop.
0: But don't worry if you missed it. They'll say it again.
1: They're going to say it so many goddamn times, you guys. Uh, but before they can get a closer look at any of this shit, uh, a- a- an invisible being knocks him out and breaks free the the puzzle and the body and everything.
0: Yeah, this is important to me because... You can see that the glass case has been broken into because there's glass on the inside of the case. Yes. Which really fucking annoyed me as somebody who like occasionally watches a crime show.
1: And it's like, who's doing? There's clearly an invisible body person.
0: Yeah, there's somebody who's not this mummy who broke the mummy out. Wait, do we?
1: We never find out who this invisible thing is. No,
0: no, 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 no. Not that. Do we ever see the mummy again?
1: Well, yes, we see it inside of the Millennium Puzzle. How did... I don't know! (laughs) Dude, you're asking the wrong guy! So at this point, Yuki has a vision. That's
0: not how bodies work. Because everybody else goes to the Millennium Puzzle, but their bodies are outside. I don't know. You can't just store a person in the Millennium Puzzle!
1: Either way, Yugi has a vision of, of it's the end of the movie. It's so dope.
0: Yes, he does. He has a vision of Kaiba being attacked by Anubis after the Pharaoh collapses, or Yugi collapses, I guess. Because it's well, it's never clear to me. Like Yugi sees this, right? So how does he see looking at himself from the outside at this point? They're still basically the same person.
1: Well, yeah, because they still don't know the Pharaoh's name at this point, right?
0: Yeah, they don't learn his name till like the last four episodes or something. So Yugi decides to go, uh, born Kaiba. Yes, and Mokuba just pulls up. Deus ex Mokuba. Deus ex Mokuba. In a in a scene that I assume is supposed to be referencing the first episode, because there's there's the bit where like Kaiba basically
1: kidnaps Yugi's grandpa from. Oh yeah, that's right from the game yeah. shop.
0: Yeah, drives him up. And he goes to the Duel Dome.
1: The is Duel Dome.
0: It's called a Duel Dome, and then. As Yugi goes up the elevator of the Duel Dome, we see Kaiba, (laughs) uh, who I choose to believe- there's some background music behind Kaiba as he walks down this line of holographic monsters, none of which are the monsters that I believe Kaiba would choose. No. Because they're all like monsters in Joey's deck. And I guess they're here because we're not going to see those monsters. There's some butt rock background music being played. Oh,
1: man, it's real good. It's And it's... I
0: assume that it's actually like on a loudspeaker and Kaiba's walking through the dual dome like a pro wrestler.
1: As Yugi gets into the car and leaves, there's a shortcut before we get to where Kaiba does his very dramatic entrance. Mm-hmm. His fucking like WWE 2018 cage match entrance. <laughs> um, and where uh, Joey says... I smell trouble, and then Tristan says, actually, that's me. Sorry about that. And then it cuts, and I'm just like, why? Why is this <laughs> line of dialogue there? Like, it's a pretty good joke, I guess, but it doesn't. It's it.
0: not a great joke. I don't, in general, I think fart jokes need to be deployed very well.
1: They it re- they really do. Or even just, you know, just hygiene jokes. How long is this movie? This movie is 90 minutes long. Okay. Oof, it feels longer than that.
0: Yeah, the next movie is like two hours long,
1: but there's a lot of shit happening. The next movie is so long, and I didn't feel a minute of it. Like I did the what? first thirty minutes, I was like, "There's no way this movie's two hours long," and then it was over, and I was like, "Oh." It uses its time wisely. Uh, we got another title drop here.
0: Um, I'm sorry, I I got I I suddenly got like winded.
1: <laughs> we surprisingly <laughs> we're not even halfway into this movie. I think the, from this point on, the rest of the movie is basically this duel.
0: Yeah, we're 35 in- minutes into the movie when the main duel starts. I wrote it down because that's such okay. a long time. Because nothing happens before this, really. The 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 duel between Pegasus and Kaiba, I think, is worthwhile. And kind of good. nothing else.
1: Everything else is just filler, right? Like, we all know that this is where we're gonna end up.
0: So Yugi so walks this- into the duel dome. I think Joey and Tristan got there somehow.
1: They get there and Mokuba lets them in. Right,
0: and then Kaiba says, "Seal all of the exits." <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> this is now a kidnapping.
1: Well, he is a kid, so it's not a kidnapping like in hey, that Hey, Andy, term.
0: this is not the first time he has pulled this shit. He's well, I mean, kidnapped he... so many people and he will
1: again. And he many will times again. in the next and, movie. And I'll kidnap you again. <laughs> i well he really wants to duel and eventually uh forces uh forces yami yugi to do it and they start dueling
0: yeah there's some basic stuff there's some new cards that are like um continuations of old cards like magician's valkyrie looks like dark magician girl stuff like that yeah then we get to yugi summons Cipher. yes yugi summons Cipher. kaiba makes him summon the other two god
1: cards obelisk and raw and then <laughs> this duel drop. definitely
0: should have taken place outside
1: oh the property damage man here's the thing
0: the god cards canonically do cause property damage and kaiba should have taken that into account
1: he should have and been then... like <laughs> actually wait a minute let's go to my outdoor dual dome
0: he definitely has an outdoor dual dome. I don't know why you said it like
1: that. It's got more space, less buildings around. Less Kaiba is the kind of, of person who would on duel
0: us. on the roof. He's done it before.
1: He dueled on the roof of his company.
0: He's dueled on actually a lot of roofs.
1: He has. Uh...
0: Now that I stop to think about it.
1: Isn't there one where, like, they're dueling and he's like, but if you defeat me, Yugi, you'll knock me off of this roof. Well, yeah, and I'll in the, die." in,
0: in the subversion, he's like, I'm just gonna jump. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's in Duelist Kingdom. That's the castle. He steps on a
1: rampart. It's so stupid, but I love it. Yeah, um, he
0: should be dueling on the roof again. Anyway, he activates oh, the Pyramid know, of Light,
1: right.
0: which, like, really fucks up everything.
1: Is it raining outside at this point? I think it is.
0: I want to say yes because that's what happened in the first episode and I feel like this part was supposed it, to mirror it. At any point it like starts I think it starts raining or storming when the, the the pyramid of light is played. So the pyramid of light traps both of both Yugi and Kaiba in
1: a pyramid uh, of light while also destroying the god cards.
0: Well so yeah it it traps the god cards outside of it and they like I I'm sorry, like I just interrupted you. Exact. What
1: uh, what geometric shape are they trapped in, and what is it made of again? You know, can...
0: it's 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 a little bit hard to keep track of, but I'm fairly certain it is a pyramid, uh-huh. uh, but of lights.
1: Oh man, that's yeah. different from other pyramids. It
0: is a little bit. It's I'm a little bit.
1: Uh, but there is one part of this pyramid that is different from other pyramids, and it's got a fuck all eye.
0: It does <laughs>
1: <laughs> just right on. Bam, right there in the center of it.
0: It's got a lie that for reasons completely unclear, sucks Joey and Tristan into it.
1: It also sucks Yugi into it, uh, into the Millennium Puzzle specifically.
0: Right. Somehow the Pyramid of Light in being played has like broken into the puzzle.
1: For a brief hot moment when they wake up, I'm like, have I already seen this? And then I remembered all of the episodes where Yugi is trapped in the Millennium Puzzle, and I was like, oh, thank God.
0: Yeah, no, there's just the puzzle. They just come back to the puzzle a few times.
1: At this point, uh, we're introduced to the mechanic of this duel, which is if you die in the game, you die in real life.
0: Yes, my favorite part about Yu-Gi-Oh! is that many times in the series, if you die in the game, you die for real, and everybody takes it 100% seriously i love it i love that at no point somebody is like but actually that's dumb they're like no buzz saws that's terrible because <laughs> it is terrible
1: it is terrible it's pretty bad but also nobody actually like they take it seriously but they also don't take it as seriously as maybe they should there's that one time that joey died yeah but he came back and it's joey who cares um wow like
0: I can't believe what? you hate the everyman so much, Andy. You in your ivory tower. You in your pyramid of light.
1: In my pyramid of light. <laughs> judging That's all what of I'm you, going to say
0: instead of ivory tower from now on.
1: From now on. Me atop my pyramid of light. So we get some classic mummy action while we're inside. Uh, we do. Tristan yells mummy.
0: zoinks, which he is does. solid.
1: He does yell zoinks. And I, I, was, I was like, you know what? If anyone's going to say it, it's going to be the everyman.
0: I guess Tristan could be the everyman. He kind Joey's of is. Joey's the everyman who duels, though.
1: Remind me again. I thought he date. I thought he started dating or was dating or is dating Joey's blind sister. Is that a thing?
0: Uh, sort of. He and Duke were, like, both after her.
1: Oh, right. Duke, definitely. Also,
0: she's not blind, like, by the middle of that season. Oh, okay, cool. So at this point, Yugi, Joey, and Tristan met up. And Yugi does something. Which everybody else has done. And you know what? This is the point where I made the note, but it will happen at least three more times. Which is, somebody explains Anubis' plan. Yeah. Andy, it's a- what is Anubis' plan? Why don't you explain it one time?
1: <laughs> I, I, hey, I wouldn't be able to tell you because I don't remember. Anubis' plan
0: is to come back movie, like, from the dead. Defeat yes. the pharaoh in a duel. Yes, yes. And... Use his life force to come back for real, and then real. destroy the world.
1: And destroying the world is very explicitly his endgame, and I I hate it whenever... Like, if you're not fucking Dr. Evil in those terrible Austin Powers movies, you need to have something more. You can't just want to destroy the world if you live on it.
0: You know, that is fair. There's a There's a reason that he could want to destroy the world,
1: kind of... Like if he was actually uh, Osiris, god of the dead.
0: No, if he was like, I was thinking more of the the Zork stuff. You remember Zork,
1: the game.
0: No, although I'm pretty sure the name is taken from the game. All right, I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna set this up really quick. When they first introduced Bizer- uh, Bakura in the original manga, he uh, DM'd a game for them in which he turned them all into their characters and proceeded to try to kill them.
1: Yes, I remember this now.
0: And the bad guy in that was Zork, which I think is a reference to Zork. But then it's revealed way later that Zork is actually the real name of the spirit in the ring. That's a very dumb name. He's like the god of uh, darkness and he wants to destroy everything.
1: Okay, cool. That's fair.
0: So I don't know if Anubis is like a priest of Zork or something, but it doesn't actually make that much sense. I, I'm I'm, give, I'm giving him
1: more um, credit than he deserves like I will get to this, but his he, he, he uh his plan not like doesn't work, but also I guess he didn't need it to work cuz he just comes back. Yeah. Like, fuck all for any reason.
0: They do that final boss thing where there's another final boss after you beat the final boss, but it doesn't actually make sense because he pretty explicitly needed Yugi's life force to come back. And so it's not clear how he could have managed to do that when nobody died.
1: Yeah, because uh, everyone
0: is still alive. And fine. Everybody's just afraid of rocks being thrown on them, but they're fine. Like, when Pegasus stole people's souls, it made them more powerful. This was not true for this guy.
1: He never even gets a full soul, though, right? Like, no, he
0: doesn't. They, everybody just leaves. <laughs> they're not even stuck there. They're in the Millennium Puzzle.
1: At this point, the duel's been going on for a while, and... Both Yugi and Kaiba have taken some damage and they're dying in real life. And sorry, the Pharaoh's like, We need to stop playing this game because we're going to die.
0: Yes, he's like, Kaiba, this is definitely not like a regular game. Kaiba's like, No, you just want to lose.
1: <laughs> I'm going to win and you're going to feel so dumb. And then Yugi, or the Pharaoh says, Your ridiculously overinflated <laughs> ego blinds you from the truth. And I love this line because at some point in the beginning of the movie, Kaiba calls somebody, uh, what does he say? He calls somebody, like, pompous and Mm. a windbag, and it's like, dude, Kaiba, you can't call other people pompous or a windbag when you're you.
0: A windbag, come on! Everything you do has your own name on it! Name on it! Your own name! (laughs) Like, okay, so he does this thing where, like, he- his one monster has a knife And, like, multiple times
1: stabs Yugi. It's very grotesque.
0: The reason Yugi is crying out is because it feels like he's being stabbed. And then he's like, Ha! Feel the sting of defeat, Yugi! And it's like, (laughs) no, man, he was stabbed!
1: (laughs) I'm feeling the sting of your knife! So Kaiba, and I love this, like, I do love that Kaiba's hubris and his plan is so... It's so big and so arrogant that even Anubis himself... Couldn't foresee Kaiba's stupid awesome plan.
0: <laughs> Kaiba's like, I need to beat him perfectly. And it was like, no, what? No, what? no. <laughs> the whole thing was the pyramid of. I need the pyramid. And you could have beaten him so long ago. <laughs> Just no, okay, win the game, man. So,
1: so Kaiba summons Blue Eyes Shining Dragon, which is the card they gave out in the theater.
0: Blue Eyes Shining Dragon, yeah let me uh he cannot be affected by other cards unless you want him to. And he powers up for every dragon in the graveyard, but you have yes. to sacrifice Blue Eyes Ultimate for him. So yes. pretty hard to summon, but if you get him on the field, you're pretty solid. In the movie, he also has the ability to destroy to blow up and destroy any other card. Yes. And the reason he doesn't have that in the game is because that's genuinely like a bad ability.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not great
0: that's a terrible trade-off
1: but the reason he does it is because he has a plan because he won't be satisfied unless he defeats Yugi with his own god cards so he mo- he moves to destroy the pyramid of light but wait what's this what what is it it's anubis
0: oh he yeah, has anubis <laughs> yeah he a- goes to destroy the pyramid of light and the pyramid of light is like too strong
1: no, I'm so sorry. We've skipped too far ahead. I completely forgot that out of nowhere, Maximilian Pegasus, Pegasus shows up and explains Anubis' plan. He
0: does. But then he says, after he explains the plan, he says, I looked it up.
1: And it's <laughs> like, oh, do you know this. Do you know the best part is he explains it to uh, Grandpa and Taya and Moku- Mokuba. Grandpa already knows. And I think he explained it to Taya. And also mokuba saw what was happening
0: yeah this is completely unnecessary oh and then and then again yugi explains the plot i don't know why yugi seems to explain it like three times on his own to people who already know and, uh, it, and uh, i was uh, like uh, well, "Stop, no, once please, he explains please it to
1: himself in his head uh when he figures out the prophecy that's when he goes through it again but to himself yes. and no one else is hearing him but this is when we get angel Taya as well
0: <laughs> okay so Taya jumps out of a helicopter i know that she doesn't actually jump but she seems to try to she... so she could call back to her own friendship speech and i was like get a fucking life Taya."
1: Taya, hey like we get it like <laughs> you're friends you need to have a, you need to get like a you need to get a different friends <laughs> you've been hanging out with these three way too fucking much
0: Hey, that was actually, I believe, my last note in the next movie.
1: Oh, no, it wasn't the last one. <laughs> no, it can't be the last one because you get gut punched with the best cliffhanger in history.
0: But one of my last ones was maybe Teo will make some female friends at her dance school.
1: At <laughs> her dance school. I forgot she was a dancer and when they brought it up. I vividly remembered that date episode where they do DDR. Yep. Because uh, that episode's dumb
0: that episode is dumb but it's one of the fun dumb episodes
1: it is but that episode also totally blue balls you uh because they never kiss
0: it's complicated
1: even at the end of the next movie they high five like what is this shit even ash ketchum got kissed yugi come on twice really but but once is by a pokemon so it kind of doesn't count I, you know what? I'm not
0: going to count that, and I'm very disturbed by anybody who does.
1: It was in the shape of a human girl, though. I it's hate this. Stop. We're not going to watch the Pokemon movies because there's so many of them, but I have seen most of them.
0: I would love an excuse to watch Detective Pikachu again.
1: I would, too, but unfortunately we won't get one.
0: Yeah, uh, Pegasus came back, blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay, so, so...
1: They, all, they collect all of the unconscious bodies on a balcony and they just kind of watch the rest of the movie happen which is nice of them yes
0: oh also i i don't even think i have a note for this but it was the dumbest thing to me the, kaiba's fucking room keeps getting more and more torn apart do you know what's fine the cameras we can't see
1: and that the tv recorded, that tv <laughs> and, and the giant tv hey you know what i bet the guy who designed that tv was like listen i know what's gonna happen this tv needs to be indestructible
0: here's the thing there are a couple things that really bother me about this one is like a TV's the first thing to go if a room breaks right come on it's glass <laughs> two of the god like blew out tvs before that was like a thing that happened
1: because they're so powerful even summoning them
0: like a t like tv's exploded because kaiba was broadcasting his duels everywhere and this tv is so fucking big it's so big it's It's so big and and the thing is it keeps on like cutting out like oh and and like it cut out and i was like okay well now they're done with the tv right but nope but there weren't
1: (laughs) I I have to imagine there's just an army of tech people back there like we have to keep this thing running or we'll get fired.
0: (laughs) or We'll get fired by the fucking worst
1: boss. But he's so rich though.
0: But he's so rich. I I spent the entire next movie, not the entire next movie because a lot happened, but a lot of the next movie thinking about the fact that Kaiba must employ the best scientists and they must constantly be fearing for their jobs under this terrible fucking boss they have.
1: Well, the thing is, right, is is because we know for a fact that he doesn't really need any of them. They're there to save him time. He can't do everything himself. So he hires people to do the things like this is a lesser thing that I would love to do myself, but I don't have the time.
0: The things that they get to build are amazing. But then they have to, like, organize his fucking uh, duelist tournaments because they're the ones in the room when he said to. So yeah, Teya ends up in the Pyramid of Light. The four of them all get into a big fight with a bunch of zombies. Anubis shows up. He grabs Kaiba by the head and, like, throws him. Anubis is goopy. He's like Calamity Ganon.
1: He is made of, like, the goopiest, inkiest goop. It is insane.
0: Uh, He uses his goop to summon Sphinx Telia and... Oh, fuck, I only wrote down one of their names. The other one, two sphinxes, who he then uses to kill... Yugi's monsters, even though one of Yugi's monsters should be impossible for him to kill, but whatever, I guess. I guess we're just fucking playing Calvin Ball now. Obnoxious Celtic Guardian can't be killed by a monster with, with over nineteen hundred exact points, so I'm just saying.
1: You Calvin know, I get it. Listen, the show does this a lot in the dub. I think more so, I think, than the anime because of this, they have to say shit.
0: I wonder if it was supposed to be regular Celtic Guardian <laughs> and they just fucked up.
1: They or if forgot they forgot that was.
0: Obnoxious Celtic Guardian had an ability. One of those two.
1: But the thing is, it's definitely the regular Celtic Guardian, though. Like I could tell when they summoned him and I was like, that's just the same as Celtic Guardian. Like, I remember what Celtic Guardian looks like. That's okay. That was one of the classic cards.
0: Obnoxious Celtic Guardian has the same design as Celtic Guardian. It's the okay, exact but... same monster, but he can't he can't be killed as easily. Anyway, then I think we have to cut back to Yu to to little Yugi again inside anubis's weird burial chamber
1: i i have a big gap here because i i don't have a lot between here and now is this the part where he's
0: i was going to go to the dagger of fate part if that's okay cool yeah when he solves the
1: riddle Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah why don't why don't you tell everybody since you have the riddle before you what the solution to the riddle is
1: so yugi realizes that the eye that sees what's yet to come refers to the eye over the coffin which is powering anubis and its vision shall be fulfilled means that it needs to be hit with something. It has to be blinded by events predetermined. What is predetermined? A synonym of it's a synonym of fate. The dagger of fate is what the pharaoh used to kill Anubis initially, which means he can use it to kill Anubis uh, both in real life and in this and in the Millennium item. So he grabs the knife and he throws it at the eye and hit, and manages to hit it handle first, which is enough.
0: Well, yeah, I guess that works. Um, The Dagger of Fate is a really weird MacGuffin because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything.
1: It's just there. And like when Anubis, when he steals his body, he doesn't leave the dagger. He takes it with his body. He could have left it there and then they would have been fucked. The thing about magic in
0: Yu-Gi-Oh! that I always liked is that it has rules. Now the rules can be dumb. Because magic can I mean, be dumb. Magic.
1: There are, yeah, magic
0: the, the, can the, be dumb. R- the rules about magic is it's allowed to be dumb.
1: We've all read Harry Potter, right? Like, we get it. Sometimes your magic's gonna be fucking stupid. Like, sometimes I'm sorry, your
0: magic's it's... gonna be dumb. Sometimes you can just make food, but sometimes you can't? What's the... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but there are no rules with the dagger of fate. It's just a thing that exists and is never explained. And is buried with Anubis when... I don't know, if you like stabbed it into him, would he not be able to rise again or
1: They should have just left it in his body then.
0: I yeah, that's what I would have done. It, it's it's weird. Actually, you know, I wouldn't have mummified him. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that everything to beat Anubis is buried with Anubis. Yugi uses Monster born to bring back uh Blue Eyes Shining Dragon and explodes it to destroy the Pyramid of Light.
1: Yes. I'm sorry, what what, what geometric shape did he destroy what's once made of again? Uh, it
0: is a it is a pyramid, sort of like, I mentioned this before, sort of like an inverted version of the Millennium Puzzle.
1: I'm a, oh, okay, interesting. Yes,
0: which is famously a dark artifact. But see, the Pyramid of Light? It's a oh, light artifact. Oh,
1: light, yeah, yes. light and shadow. At, at this point, lava happens.
0: This is the part where he activates Return for a Different Dimension from Kaiba's side of the field. Which is great because it's literally the best bit of storytelling in the movie.
1: Mm -hmm. It's the only part of the story where somebody actually thought of the movie. Like, whoa, Uh but wouldn't this be cool? It would. And it was.
0: To bring back uh, the god cards that were removed from play. And then there's lava. And they're on the top floor. (laughs) So where is this lava coming from?
1: It's magic, dude.
0: I'm okay. The god cards also don't really do lava. They're not... None of them are, like, lava?
1: Oh, at some point, Anubis says it's not time to duel, it's time to die. Or something like that. Which is a line, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: and then they melted that guy. Uh, they, they melted they him. just
1: They melt the shit out of him. But wait, this movie isn't over. We still got ten minutes, Tony. What the fuck are we gonna do for ten minutes?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe Anubis will come back and somehow be stronger and
1: worse. He's now, and now, and he still hasn't... It hasn't taken a single soul
0: yes i wanted to mention though when the pyramid of light is destroyed he does summon a stronger version of his monsters but then the gods kill that too it doesn't matter
1: yeah it doesn't matter it's infinity man
0: yeah so so then he turns he basically turns into a big goopy jackal
1: yeah like a gross skin wolf dragon knife monster thing
0: yeah it starts getting yeah he gets like a. he like grows armor and stuff and he yells out that the monsters are real now. So everybody's like, all right, well, I guess we'll just play monsters. Joey attacks him with some weak ass shit.
1: He, he just throws out some real fucking ABC shit at him there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's super weird to me that he didn't play red eyes. I don't get it. I don't understand why that didn't happen.
1: That's like his card. It's the yeah. one that he has. That or uh, Thousand Year Dragon.
0: He uses Guilford the Lightning, which is a solid card that he does have. But he doesn't use Red Eyes, which is more the fan favorite, I feel like.
1: Or Thousand-Year Dragon, which is like his other big card that he had.
0: So that sort of bounces off of him. Pegasus summons some Toon Monsters to stop him from being crushed. Kaiba throws the Blue Eyes card to Yugi.
1: We gotta get some of that marketing in for this new card.
0: It's true. Yugi plays a Blue Eyes Shining Dragon. It explodes. And it and destroys the new dragon.
1: And we find out that Blue Eye Shining Dragon just sounds like a chicken with some bass boost.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a robotic chicken. It's uh, it's not great.
1: And then uh, Kaiba's, Kaiba, and everyone's there, and they're like, "Well, we did it, everyone." Kaiba's like, uh, "I would have totally won, though. I would have beat you, and you would have lost, and it would, and I would have been so cool uh, if this crazy demon man didn't show up." So there and yugi's like you'll never really win kaiba and unless you have friends you love to share it with
0: i actually love kaiba tells him like not to like not to preach about friendship to him and then Yugi just straight up starts talking about friendship and it's like yeah fuck you kaiba
1: (laughs) but but i have friends so how does it feel
0: this entire thing was your fault dipshit
1: and
0: i think pegasus probably gets another savage one-liner Because he's the only one enjoying himself
1: in this movie. He's having a great time. I think he's still having some wine spritzers.
0: Pegasus is a
1: fun drunk. Back to retirement for me to drink myself to death in my home, staring out the portrait of my dead wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember a lot more about this show than I realize. And then a big fucking shout out to 4 Kids Records (laughs) for providing (laughs) us with this uh, equally terrible song, One Card Short.
0: I'm always one card short.
1: Oh, fuck, man. Always
0: one day late. God damn.
1: We actually get like, uh, like, I'm like, right, like they fucking stab me in the gut with this fucking song, right? And they twist the knife and I'm just like, (laughs) oh, this song's so bad. But before it even has a chance to get going, no, this isn't a song. This is a medley of every song we didn't use <laughs> in this fucking movie. You get one card short, step up, shadow games, it's over, blind ambition, great pretender, how much longer, you better fear me, power within, believe in, like seconds after each other, like like the goddamn like, the infinite Pegasus punch song combo. There? I
0: think it's face up, face down.
1: They do not, but then they do have oh. the Yu-Gi-Oh theme endless torment with this music man and and, and i was like it was like a, like i just couldn't stop i was like i guess i'm just listening to this now
0: they really wrote a song called the great pretender huh
1: yeah man they really did
0: that's i feel like that's already like a pretty famous song
1: i mean you also have for the people by black eyed peas which i think was the song that was played by when kaibo was walking in for his intro
0: oh okay
1: Which is hilarious because he's not for the people. He's very clearly for one person.
0: No, he's he's for him.
1: I guess he's a person. For the one person.
0: Probably the grossest thing Kaiba does in the next movie is like apparently know everything about every human being in Domino City. It's
1: literally like, it's literally the big plot of the second Batman movie. (laughs) But he doesn't give a shit. He just does it. Yep. Like the big moral quandary in Batman 2, The Dark Knight. He just does it. I'm just spying on everybody. Yeah. Who cares?
0: Yeah, it's probably for the best that he shot himself into a different dimension.
1: Oh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh,
0: kyra Oh, well, so that was Pyramid of Light.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was Pyramid of Light. That was the end of that movie. Oh. We're so excited to talk about this next movie, though.
0: <laughs> I... Am so jazzed for this. You know, after the first movie, I was really hesitant to watch the second movie because I was like, maybe it's not as good as I remember. Because that first movie was quite bad.
1: I watched that first movie and I sent a text and I just said, "God, Yu Gi Oh sucked so much." (laughs) (laughs) And 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 Uh. my thought process was like, like maybe everything I knew about this show was wrong. Like maybe this show was actually bad. (laughs) Um, But. I think halfway into the next movie, I sent that same person a text like, "I can't believe I'm so hyped for this movie." <laughs> like, <sighs> this this movie hits the ground running and never stops.
0: Oh my god, yes, the first. Uh so you go Dark Side of Dimensions.
1: This movie came out in 2016, 12 years after the 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 movie uh, Pyramid of Light.
0: 20 years after, I believe, the beginning of the anime in in Japan. Yes. I think that was the thing. It was the twentieth anniversary. The twentieth
1: anniversary of the anime. So, and it, and it's 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 like made to be like set after the manga more so than the anime. So there's like a couple of of continuity stuff. If you've only seen the anime,
0: there's a bit of continuity stuff, but it does. It
1: really doesn't matter. It
0: it, it is also an anime movie, so it, it, it does take into account what happens in the anime. Uh, but there's some stuff like yeah, like Duke. Yeah, he's just there in the anime. He still has a game... Yeah, a game store. Yeah. And in the manga, it burned down. Well, because... Yeah, because he challenged Yugi to a... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold on to that because I might actually bring it up again. Yeah. Because there's something that canonically happens in there that's actually important to the plot of this in a Thor's Hammer kind of way. But guess what? My first note, fuck yes, Kaiba Space Elevator, let's do this.
1: That wasn't even my first note, because before we get to that, we watch the multiverse forming, mm. right? Like, we <laughs> see different bubble dimensions, like, and then we zoom in from outside of our dimension into his space station space elevator, Kaiba. What the fuck, dude? We get, like, a brand new HD logo for Yu-Gi-Oh! that looks really dope. We're in space for like two seconds and then bam we're in Egypt again. Cool, cool cool. Alright, let's do this shit.
0: Uh it's kind of amazing that both these movies actually, you know what, they both start with somebody assembling the puzzle and ancient Egypt, which is kind yeah. of solid.
1: It's pretty great. So
0: uh so kaiba is the Elon Musk of Duel Monsters.
1: He is more than the Elon Musk of Duel Monsters, right? Like this man has like money to end all money. Mm-hmm and also he's like actually smart enough to get into space so he's already like better than Elon Musk in that way.
0: I guess he's also a little bit like Steve Jobs. He's like a Steve Jobs Elon Musk cuz he keeps on cuz one of the things he keeps doing is just like updating this thing he made a few years ago.
1: The crazy thing to me is is that people seem to like Kaiba and Kaiba Corp and why? Kaiba Day. Corp is
0: genuinely evil.
1: But also the thing is, right, is like the logistics of just making a space elevator must mean that he has to, he must have solved like world hunger and also like global warming.
0: Right, but do you know why?
1: To make this fucking space elevator and we're gonna find out why he made
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, it's my favorite part. So. uh, Also, Kaiba is desecrating a literal door to the underworld. Yeah, you know. You, you, that big door with the eye on it leads to the underworld and he's in just like this
1: day and age who isn't he's the worst he's pretty he is so beyond awful in this movie oh he's 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 terrible he's
0: like um he's he's like he's, kaiba from the early early manga where he kidnapped everybody and had them play a death game
1: He is legitimately a bigger threat to the world than Lex Luthor in this movie. Well, here's the thing.
0: There's no Superman anymore. There's nobody to stop him from doing
1: this. But also, I don't know, right? Because, like, it's the equivalent of, like, if Superman left and Lex Luthor was like, well, I got to bring him back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which never happens in the comics, but it's such a great character trait. He spends this whole movie pining. But, like, he He does.
0: Hiding. In- in- so, okay. So, there's a lot of, uh, shipping in Yu-Gi-Oh! As there is in every anime,
1: right? Of course. I mean, in- and everything ever. Yes. If you put two dots on a screen, somebody out there's gonna make a little comic where they're fucking. Or kissing. Or <laughs> holding hands.
0: So, like, I- I can- I could always kind of see it with, like, Yu-Gi and a Tem but also not cuz they're like literally the same person. They're
1: literally the same person. That is Uh
0: although the 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 way that Yugi talks about them does kind of feel like a breakup.
1: They're not really the same person. It's just they're they inhabit they inhabit the same body and mind for like five right. years.
0: But Atem and Kaiba, Kaiba really feels like he is like, he, the person he loved died, and he cannot get over
1: it. He cannot get over it. He, he he is driven. He is going to bring this person back. Like, he is channeling, like, Dr. Frankenstein and anyone, uh, uh, uh or- Orpheus, and, like, anyone else who's tried to bring someone back from the dead. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do.
0: Right, and, and in his mind, there's already a way to bring the Pharaoh back from the dead. You put the puzzle together, and he comes back.
1: And he comes back. We know this to be true. It's, this is a rock fact.
0: <laughs> are, are, are we done with Kaiba for the moment?
1: Yeah, well, because Mokuba... Yeah, Mokuba walks on the scene with his fucking new-ass threads. Teen CEO Mokuba... Mokuba looks solid. As long as your CFO is an adult, you'll be fine. But teen CEO Mokuba has got this shit on lock.
0: Um, later, Mokuba does seem to take over the company.
1: Well, I I think at this point, he basically is in charge of the company while Kaiba's off doing whatever the fuck. Like, Mokuba's like, all right, I'm running this giant mega corporation. And also, at, sometimes my brother run, walks in and is still in charge, but he kind of just walks in and does more shit for his weird project. Yeah, he's,
0: he makes weird demands. and I'm like, okay, people, let's go, let's go was great in this in this movie there's not a lot of them but what there is 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 good
1: and his little suit he's got a little suit it's <laughs> his really dope suit. i really like his little suit it's a good he's ready to run a company yeah exactly well so that's the thing right is when kaiba was like i'm gonna be running this company he puts on like leather spandex and a massive fucking (laughs) trench coat with belts all up and down it and like my pants and my shirt and my shoes are one article of clothing and i have belts everywhere and and i have robot pauldrons in my trench coat like this is me i'm the ceo now and when moguba becomes ceo he's like i'm just gonna get a nice little suit
0: I have been thinking about those robot pauldrons, and they must be magic defense, right? That's why they're there? Yeah, well,
1: that's what they were. Yeah, because he knew.
0: Yeah, it seemed like it took him a long, either a long time or not long enough to come up with them. Because in the movie, that shit comes out of nowhere. But also, I fucking get it. <laughs> You know, if my soul ever got stolen and I had enough technology to basically make magic, I would make some magic so my soul never got stolen again. So that
1: my soul and body, A, stay together all the time, and B, stay where I want them to stay, motherfucker. Like, Kaiba's been up and down the block with this magic shit. He's done with it.
0: Yeah, he went into the Pharaoh's mind. Pegasus
1: stole his soul. At one point, he goes to the past and relives his past self's life, I think. That's a thing. Yeah, that's
0: in that's in the Pharaoh's mind. Yeah, that was because of Bakora. Bakora did that. God, there has to be I, I, I rule of threes. I need to fit to pick a third one. A third uh, one. F- uh oh, you know what? He got his soul stolen again. He got his soul yeah. stolen again during yes. the Seal of Orichalco stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was a bad so- season. So. I
1: uh, we, we're in Egypt just long enough to know that whatever's happening in Egypt isn't happening fast enough, God damn it! <laughs> uh, and then we cut to Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm gonna do this every time, to Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: Are you not doing that on
1: purpose? No, I'm not, I just- I thought it
0: was a very stupid joke you were making. Like a very, very <laughs> no, dumb joke.
1: I, it's cause what I, it's, it's more natural for me to say Yu-Gi-Oh! than for me to say Yu-Gi-Moto, right? Like. Mm. And also because in the fucking show he just yelled out Yu Gi Oh every time he transformed like a fucking magical yeah, schoolgirl. He did.
0: <laughs> he's also though um he's not Yu Gi Oh anymore. Actually, I guess he is. He's, he's technically the king of games. He's not at all magic and weird.
1: He's not magic and weird anymore. But he is still like the king. Uh, yeah. Elvis impression. Yeah, I get it. I I, I just am too tired to throw it out.
0: Don't worry, I'll throw it out for you.
1: He, uh, <laughs> he, he's taken off to school and his grandpa's like, oh, what happened to, to that Taya girl? You're always walking to school together. And he's like, we're adults now. How dare you? And then he goes and he meets her down the block and they walk to school together.
0: Yeah. I guess his grandpa was like noticing stuff too much for him to feel
1: comfortable with it. He's like, Taya, we need to start meeting a little farther away from my house. Cause grandpa's getting Randy for it. <laughs> Not like for you, but for like us dating, which yeah, Yeah. Grandparents... For, for the both of us. Old people do do that shit though, and I hate it. It's like, you know what? Why don't you focus on your dating life? Do you think grandma has got a lot going on? I don't think he does. He just sweeps this game shop, you know. I don't. I don't,
0: I don't think Mister Moto's got like a lot going on in that Solomon area. Muto. So like, he has to live vicariously.
1: He, well, I mean, he lived a very specific life, right? It's like you got to be into two things: Egyptology and fucking games.
0: Yeah, Yugi and Taylor walking to school together. Uh, we see Joey Joey has a solid line where he br- he basically runs over a cop who yells, don't you know the speed limit?" And he says, nope, going too fast to see.
1: <laughs> Joey gets kind of like the best intro, I think because he's like doing something. He's like, I'm late for school.
0: Joey's intro is solid. Well, Yugi's intro is like, hey, maybe he and Tay are gonna kiss. They're not they're not. <laughs> they're not.
1: They're not they're I'm just just right now they're not gonna do it. it's never gonna happen.
0: This TV show might be like why my thing is always like uh... your thing, my thing, my mm-hmm. thing. Well, like when when writing, I will often leave like romantic stuff unsaid or undone, and that and I from think you. it's because of this. Wow, honestly, it's it's because like on in the TV shows when I was a kid. Everybody was like, "Oh, are they gonna get together?" And then you never know. It's not that they won't;
1: it's that they say you answered. don't know. Yes, but in my child brain, it always infuriated me because I think in one of the Digimons, they do definitely get together, and so I'm just like, why are all these Aren't other they shows like written... seven in Digimon? Well, there's a epilogue where they get older, um, okay, because they pass on the mantle of 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 of, uh, of uh, digi of digi destined to the next kids. <laughs> I, it took me a really long time to remember what they were called. They're the digi. No. Destined.
0: You are lying. That's not a real thing they said.
1: Yeah, they're the di- all of the kids are the digi-destined. That's like a Please thing. That's what they're it. called.
0: Please stop saying it. They're
1: digi-destined to save the digital world. Okay. They're also called the digital champions, but no one ever says that. It's just in the theme song. So anyway.
0: So everybody gets into school. Oh, Tristan gets on the back of Joey's bike.
1: We meet the whole gang. We meet Oh, and we see Bacora. Yeah. But still British.
0: has, uh, still has girls hanging off of him, just
1: swarming him like cockroaches on butter.
0: And everybody says this because of his accent, even though that's a thing they added in the dub.
1: It's definitely a thing they added in the dub, but I appreciate it that they at least talk about his accent,
0: that they mention it. Yeah,
1: yeah, because in the anime, it's just there.
0: Well, in the anime, he was all he was also like, oh, he moved from somewhere strange, and I guess somewhere
1: strange is like England <laughs> or Egypt, as it turns out, or Egypt. So they go up to the roof and they start eating some burgers. good old fashioned American (laughs) burgers.
0: That is a dumb joke because this movie is not that bad with its dubbing.
1: It's actually very good, but it's part of the reason that it's very good is it's a straight dub. It's not like trying to be localized, which is nice. It's clearly localized a little bit because the anime is so iconic.
0: There was a lot of things I didn't notice about localization, but one of the things I did is that Taya uh, uh, always wanted to go to America to go to okay. dance school, and I believe she gets to go to America to go to dance school, and they don't say that. They say she's going to a fancy dance school.
1: No, she says America. Does she? Oh wait, no. I think they just say it's a foreign exchange program, but I don't think they ever specifically say America.
0: They don't mention that they're not in America.
1: Yeah, cause, well, because they're not in they're they're in Domino City. They're not in Japan. So the gang's all here. They're eating burgers, talking about their future and how, like, Joey wants to become, like, a champion duelist and Teo wants to go to dance school and Tristan doesn't really know what he wants to do, but it doesn't matter because his dad's going to make him work in a factory.
0: Yeah, Tristan's future seems kind of bleak. I do believe Joey could could do the dueling circuit. I mean, do you know who the other champions were? The other champions were, like, Bandit Keith.
1: Come on. Yeah, that guy's a fucking pushover. And Yuki's like... I don't really know what I'm going to
0: do. Maybe I'll make a game someday. Yugi says he wants to make a game, which I find interesting in that genuinely, I believe that that's what the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! wanted to do. Mm Mm-hmm. If you you read some of his uh, older stuff, it's like he landed on Duel Monsters eventually, but for a while, Yugi was facing a bunch of different bad guys in like a bunch of different weird games. So I think that's kind of interesting that that that's what Yugi wants to do. Also, Yugi is concerned. Like, Joey says, yeah, and when it makes it big, well, I'll play it together. And Yugi isn't sure it's going to make it big. But, like, Yugi's a gaming celebrity? His game could totally suck, but it would still make it big.
1: I mean, like, Duke Devlin invented a game, right? Like, he can do this. He's got it. Like, Duke Devlin was a nobody before he invented his game.
0: That's true, but the reason his game was anything is because uh pegasus but dual monsters in it
1: yeah well you know but still it's it had, it had there was something there right so i think i think yugi's and mm-hmm. yugi's got the contacts you know he knows kaiba sort of
0: that's true. you know what i i bet he could get some backing from some of the many people he's fought
1: and and all became his kind of weird friends
0: but also he has grown up like around games he could definitely make a game
1: yeah, definitely. There are
0: lots of good games that are just made by people who play games a lot and yeah. think, this isn't something I've seen.
1: I would like something like this, maybe, but maybe better like this, and then they make it, and it's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: He actually has kind of small-time dreams, which,
1: I don't know, Is nice. I think
0: it's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, but they're still dreams, you know? They're not like, you know, being like the head of a community college or something. <laughs> like, yes. it's, a dr- it's a dream that's worth having. Yes, he um, just has
0: some <laughs> nice creative dreams. Yeah oh she's head
1: of a community college a dream that's worth having
0: to me it's weird to think about Yugi not wanting to go into to, to like keep being a dual monster celebrity or whatever because do you know what he he could he could still do it but he his destiny isn't magically linked to it anymore like it's not every aspect of him like it was before
1: well that's right the thing that was drawing him to it is gone now literally yeah and so he's, fr- and now he's like, I'm free to do whatever I want. And I want to make games.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's nice. It's cute. It's a nice little thing. There's a brief moment where I thought Joey was going to kiss Tristan, but then they just started wrestling. <laughs> and then, so they, they go back to class and they're like, hey, wait a minute. That kid over there, that kid's got some protagonist hair.
0: He basically has pigtails, but they don't come off as pigtails.
1: It really does feel like he just, like, like he had like a, like a really long mullet. <laughs> and then and then he said i want pigtails but i don't ever want to have to tie them so he cut the middle of the mullet off
0: <laughs> and just left
1: like two long side mullets just hanging around
0: it sounds way dumber than it looks because for some reason shit can be gotten away with in anime In
1: anime yeah it looks fine but there are moments when it, i'm reminded that that's what his hair is and i'm just like oh i guess
0: there's there's a there's a there's a bit of sailor moon there except without the big poofs so this is igami
1: That's his name. Who's calling himself D.Va.
0: Well, no, he's calling himself. He's calling himself a Gami. His real name is D.Va.
1: Right. Okay. great. Thank you.
0: Yes. Everybody knows him as a Gami at this point because of weird mind stuff that's never really explained, but can be sort of hand waved away by magic.
1: Yeah, he's he's a magic.
0: He's you know, you know, you know, magic. He 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 is. He 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 does the magic.
1: He does it, and that's what he is.
0: I think. Then we cut to to later. Joey, Taya, and Yuugi are walking home, and Igami is being picked on by some very weird looking bullies.
1: Oh man, these guys have some. These guys look. These guys have a look in that they look like vaguely like people.
0: Here's here's what was entertaining to me. These guys look like classic Yu-Gi-Oh villains.
1: Oh Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. villains
0: used to look like fucking wild,
1: like monster people.
0: Yes, because the the, the thing that uh, Kazumi last name withheld, because I cannot pronounce it, was good at was drawing monsters. <laughs> so he drew people like monsters until it got to the point where he was just drawing monsters
1: like monsters. You, you can't pronounce Takahashi? Is it Takahashi? Okay. it's a, I think so. I think it's it says here uh, Kazuki Takahashi. Is it not
0: Kazumi? I thought it was no, Kazumi. No, it's, ka-
1: it's Kazuki.
0: Kazuki. Kazuki Takahashi. See, I always get some aspect of it wrong.
1: It's easier when it's in front of you, I guess.
0: Agami's being picked on. Joey chases the guys away. And Agami has this, he's got this vibe that's, like, totally chill. That reminds me of both Dark Makora. Yes. Because, like, Makora's so, like, uh, unassuming. And then Dark Makora shows up and kills everybody. And a little bit of Season Zero Yugi. <laughs> Because the plot of every season zero Yu-Gi-Oh! episode was Yugi gets picked on and then he goes home. And then Dark Yugi comes back and is like, hey, you picked on me and I'm going to fucking kill you.
1: Stab this knife into this money.
0: That's what happened. <laughs> stab the knife into the money. <laughs> yup. ah, oh, uh, wow. uh, good times.
1: Agami goes and he like kills these people. Yep. Uh, these bullies. And he has a line at the very end. Like, yes. So he teleports this one dude away. And one of the guys is like, oh, my God, a boss is history. And he's like, no, history is remembered. Cut to. Well, no, not cut to black. It becomes like a found footage horror movie for Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. He's got a great line. And that's like a really brutal scene.
1: It's really bad. It's like, oh, geez, man, it's creepy. Like you got you got like ghost kids, mm-hmm. uh, people like disintegrating slowly. It's the whole gamut. But then, after this, like cut to black, we cut to these tight leather jeans. <laughs> we, oh, uh, oh, this fucking scene.
0: So this is, in my opinion, probably the most like dynamic duel of the of the movie.
1: It's pretty fucking awesome
0: a lot of the duels in this movie i don't think are very good and the reason is because they introduce these new dueling mechanics
1: yeah the dimension dueling
0: the dimension dueling they introduce dimension dueling so life points are done differently and also diva seems to get to do whatever the fuck he wants all the time Mm -hmm. Which is not, like, that entertaining to me, you know?
1: This duel and The Last Duel are very good, but The Last Duel is really good because it's, like, a plot duel. Plot things are happening.
0: The Last Duel has, like, the best plot thing I've seen in almost anything. It's- it's one of my favorite- this is gonna sound really weird- this movie has one of my favorite moments of dealing with loss.
1: It's pretty awesome. It's really great. It's really of nice. like
0: coming to terms with
1: what losing somebody means,
0: um, and then and then it's completely subverted. But it's still my favorite part.
1: <laughs> it's great, and then because of who the character is, it gets subverted in a, in a way that's even better. I
0: actually really love the way it's subverted.
1: But first, let's get back to these tight leather jeans walking onto this into this cathedral with like fucking yes. like beautiful stained glass windows and like a vaulted infinity ceiling and who's standing on the other and who is it it's yami yugi and who's standing across from him but kaiba himself this is it the duel of the century we've been waiting for this except we've already seen it like eight times but we've been waiting for it god damn it
0: i mean those are some of the best
1: episodes they are they're pretty great
0: this its it's just a it's a really solid dynamic duel you yugi summons like different versions of Uh, or uses like different versions of dark magician cards kaiba summons different versions of blue eyes he's got blue eyes neo white dragon what's really great about it is that there's this frankly depressing voiceover where kaiba like talks about like how he's waited for this and it like really adds to
1: it it's a fucking hamlet monologue like it's straight up yes
0: and then on top of that the reveal. That this is still how he would use a holodeck. He could do anything and all he wants to do is duel Yugi.
1: There's a moment, right? So Yami Yugi walks in and he's just like, you've asked me here to duel. Well, I Mm -hmm. certainly didn't ask you here to dance. He programmed Yugi to say that so that he could have his one-liner right well
0: well wait in this version he says that anything he can imagine becomes real so maybe he programmed it or maybe that's just in the moment what he
1: wanted yugi to say no but he did design it right like he personally designed this cathedral to duel him in and he even did like had to design his perfectly coiffed hair that part took the longest this man is obsessed boy man boy
0: is obsessed this this man boy is obsessed
1: it's depressing this person used to be like the big villain in the show and this is what he's reduced to
0: as a villain he is much worse (laughs) right now this is like the most villainous Kaiba has been in a long time not here but like later
1: the thing is though is he's never the bad guy yes it's one of those things right where like Yugi is trying to save all of the multi-dimension verse and then standing two feet away is an atomic bomb of emotion that he just kind (laughs) of has to remember is there and deal with it at some point it's awesome
0: the thing about uh oh as a tv show is the thing that yugi often did was reveal the darkest emotions of the person he was fighting and why they wanted to fight him and then make friends which is like a i mean i know it's like a big thing for anime it's like once you beat somebody they're on your you become side their friend. yeah yeah but i i do think it's like a not terrible message that like not everybody you know even villains aren't necessarily just villains um but the fact is he did it first with kaiba and it's the one that seems to have worked least
1: after it was all said and done it turns out that the real kaiba is kind of worse yeah the real kind still an asshole he's still an asshole and he's got like infinity money and he just and he just he wants to win i
0: hope to god that that space elevator is occasionally used for other shit
1: i don't know dude never <laughs> I know. Never. It's and do you wanna, it's just and, do you, and you know why? Because there's a scene later when he's being fucking. Like, I, know, uh, I tread, know. I know. I know. Let's not talk about the scene.
0: We can't. We can't. We. I need it. We need it fresh when it happens.
1: Okay. So so.
0: Ah. Oh. Oh, I've I've said this before, but I feel so bad for these scientists that show up. They're like, they're, they're like talking about the cool holodeck
1: he built. They come in and they're like, oh, oh, you're so great. You're so amazing. You're so cool. You defeated him so thoroughly. Oh, man. That's this the victory was so absolute.
0: They must love the opportunity to work at Kylo Corp, a company that builds space elevators and brain-to-reality holograms, but they have to deal with their teenage boss's weird obsession. And like every day they have to navigate this crazy amount of emotion he's got that makes him do stuff like build an elevator to space or fly to egypt three times a week
1: it's so much and i love he i forget why he gets mad at this point but he does
0: i think he's just mad because they're fawning over him like too much and he's like that's not it's not even the real guy it's not even (laughs) the real person
1: i i made him and i like i beat myself that's what i proved at one point he, he like he's drinking this like bottle of juice and at the end of his <laughs> rant at the end of his rant about how how he's not actually that cool he crushes it in his hand throws it on the ground and he's like fire whoever designed that piece of shit things made by my company need to be fucking durable like, uh-huh. and that's that's the atmosphere right of working at kybercore is you get to do these amazing things but also that man is your boss yeah this is when we cut to our Duke Devlin cameo.
0: I don't know if we can see it here, but we definitely see it later that he has a skull on his
1: belt. That's just part of his punk aesthetic, you know?
0: I guess it is. He looks like punk Aladdin. He always, he always has and he always will with his vest.
1: Punk Aladdin. I have an idea for the next great uh, Disney musical. Aladdin, but it's like a rock opera.
0: But, okay, why don't you sit on it for a while? Really mull it over. <laughs>
1: I think I've sat on it enough. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> so Duke Semi-famous game designer Serves ice cream now With he his dad, the now. clown guy Is the clown guy his dad? So in the manga, the clown guy was his dad And he wears a clown mask because He was cursed Yes, he was cursed because he played a dark game uh, uh, Or game. a shadow game Against Yugi's grandpa And Yugi's grandpa won And the curse was that he like Lost all of his beauty oh. So his face is like all gross and weird So he wears the clown mask all the time.
1: But it's a good thing he's got a beautiful son and daughter.
0: Doesn't have a daughter.
1: Who's the little girl then? What little girl? There's a little girl there who like loses her balloon and shit.
0: Oh, I think she's just a customer.
1: Oh, I thought that was like his daughter or something.
0: (laughs) No, I believe that's just a customer because Joey gave her the balloon and he works there.
1: Oh, right. and here. Oh, man, we really get a lot of Joey in a dog costume in this Mm -hmm. movie that I'm glad is there but also did not need.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joey will do anything for money, which is good. Which is, uh, I, I just think that's a solid uh truth about Joey. He
1: just he wants to be dominated. I don't, that's what I, he wants to do.
0: I would like to not talk about this anymore. I guess <laughs> the one girl he ever really showed feelings for did have that vibe. My Valentine, right? Yeah, she used a lot of whips in her cards. <laughs> yeah, and there was a lot of
1: like binding up his monsters and stuff. Yeah. God, there are so many things I could say right now and none of them would be funny. While they're all they're all hanging out here and like Aigami is like watching them from afar. Mhm. And they're talking about how these bullies went missing and how people all over the world are going missing.
0: I I just, just want to pause here. They all is Yugi, Joey, Tristan, Taya. And Bakura. Bakura, yes, and cameo from Duke, and Just cameo so from
1: Duke. He's not a friend, but you know he's a uh, he's there.
0: He's he's kind of a friend. I mean, they went through some shit together.
1: Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't become like a permanent part of the cast the way that Bakura did.
0: Bakura's complicated because occasionally he'll disappear
1: so that a bad guy can go do stuff. So, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yes, he does. Um... <laughs> 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 so. This guy's just fucking watching them from a distance, and he's basically talking his whole plan out. This guy's powers aren't ever really walked through in a way that it makes sense. Basically, he just he can tr- teleport between dimensions and change reality around him.
0: Yes. So his the main thing he seems to be able to do is send people to other dimensions, and a side effect of this seems to be that he and anybody else with this power, can just appear wherever they want. That seems like it's kind of it. Okay, so we didn't explain this, and maybe the time to explain it would have been a little bit later, but here we go. Here we go. They have this power. I forget what they keep calling it. I don't think I wrote it down.
1: The, Mm.
0: It doesn't matter. So they have this power. He's like 17, 18, maybe, and he and a bunch of other kids have this power that can remake the world into basically a utopia version of the world. This power only existed since uh, Atem died. Yes. Okay. But it's here now, and he has the the cube that can do it all.
1: He has the power.
0: If done wrong, it can, of course, reshape the world into something evil instead of something great, because that's how this shit always works.
1: Yes. You have to be pure of heart to wield this power.
0: And so the, uh, the sort of obvious thing here is this guy is... Clearly going over to the proverbial dark side. Everybody around him, all of who are, like, pacifist people, gotta stop him.
1: All of the interdimensional pacifist children who also have his power.
0: They can really only stop him by saying, please stop. They they don't really have any other autonomy beyond that.
1: Aren't you going a bit too far? I honestly believe for like the first 10 minutes that they were all dead until one of them follows him to Egypt. And I was like, oh, they're alive. They just don't do anything. It,
0: yeah, it, it did seem like they were dead, but they seem to just like sort of live outside of our main dimension for. Yeah. And, and pop and in as weird ghost children sometimes.
1: It's really freak people out.
0: It also seems like, and this isn't ever super made clear, but it seems like his feelings affect them. Yeah, because sometimes they like appear to like back him up, and, and sometimes, sometimes they, they don't. Don't. But I don't know if that's like a magic thing, or if it's because they have all the same magic he does, and and like he's like their leader. So if he's gonna do like dark shit, then some of them feel like they gotta do dark shit. Whatever. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, that's his. That's his basic power setup. I guess.
1: I genuinely do not remember what the fuck those these kids call themselves. And I just watched this movie. Should have written it down. Should have written it down.
0: It went right over my head. This is actually, I, I want to mention something about Igami slash Diva. He is a fairly interesting villain.
1: He's all right. Which
0: never happens in a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh movie.
1: <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing, right? In the last movie, we get a villain who shows up in the last two minutes and doesn't even make any goddamn sense. But in this yep. movie, this villain gets a lot of screen time, and we get where he's coming from, like his whole deal, right? Like he's got this father figure, and the father figure died, and now he's like, I don't know what's good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we've all seen and Star Wars. Uh, yeah,
0: we we get a we get a lot of uh, sort of emotional empathy from this character.
1: Yeah, a lot. Like we And we it, get
0: sort of a twist. I don't know if you picked it up as a twist.
1: Probably not. I don't remember any part of this movie surprising me more than the last 2 minutes.
0: Now, yeah, we'll get to the well, twist later.
1: I yeah, think. when we get to it. While they're all sitting there eating ice cream, Igami and this other kid who's there with him are watching them and he's like, "Oh, something happened and they teleport away." And then seto kaiba owner of kaiba core and also dictator of domino city announces that he's about to (laughs) he's about to unveil his latest dual disc he fucking owns this city
0: of of the fictional cities that in in tv shows and movies that i like domino is like one of the ones i would least want to live in because it's owned by kaiba
1: it's it's straight up like everything the cell phones, the the dual discs, the houses, all of them are made by He cardboard.
0: seemed to broadcast to every public television.
1: He cut the live feed, right? Like,
0: Ugh, this is bad.
1: Yeah, so he announces his new dual disc system. It's going to be so fucking cool. It's going to be so dope. You guys cannot wait for it. Peace, I'm out. I'm going to Egypt. <laughs> so then we cut to egypt where kaiba just casually jumps out of his dragon plane before he lands yep yes and, yep and he walks into this tomb and mokuba's like we fucking did it we found the millennium puzzle it's all there all of the pieces and then aigami shows up uh well no they're talking about how they're like cool we're gonna need to move this to my space fortress as soon as possible and then he turns around and he's like what well, since we're waiting here, why don't the six people who are spying on me step out?
0: Yeah, and a bunch of like kids are like, "Please, God, don't put that thing together." And Kai
1: was like, "Fuck you!" I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my duel. God damn it! I didn't pump 1.2 trillion dollars into a space <laughs> elevator to not get this duel. It's gonna happen.
0: And then Igami's like, all right, I'm just gonna, like, laser you. You're just gonna leave.
1: I'm gonna laser you into a different dimension. And and then his fucking tech pauldron trench coat releases his dual disc and, like, I guess ensnares him to this dimension. Because Igami's magic just straight up doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I really genuinely wish that some of the Kaiba stuff was explained a bit more. But it seems like when they were writing this, they decided to kind of go for a rule of cool thing.
1: He's like a weird combination of like Iron Man, Batman. Yes, where he just he thought of it already, so he built it and he did it, and there it is. Look at how cool I am. Where it's
0: like, oh, it'd be cool if Kylo couldn't be teleported away by magic. Oh, okay, how'd that work? Psh, I don't know.
1: He just can't. <laughs> it, I'll tell you how it's somehow powered by his dual disc uh, because of course. Oh, do you
0: know? Do you know it would be genuinely? A genuinely, like, a good character trait for Kaiba. If he was releasing this duel disc for everybody to buy because he was sick of magic showing up in duels, and he was like, now everybody is going to wear this thing that makes him immune to magic.
1: And now everything is magic all the time, and we're all immune, but also we're all immune to magic. There. God damn it.
0: Fucking did it.
1: We did it.
0: I'm sick of weird dudes from Egypt showing up, playing cards that don't exist, and trying to kill me.
1: And they're always from Egypt. And I'm not, I'm not, it's not a race thing. This they're isn't just, a race thing. It's, they just are from Egypt. They're just always from Egypt. And I'm here in Egypt now, and I'm done. <laughs> and so, and then, a, and then, so this other schmuck who doesn't have a dual disc shows up and points a gun at uh, Aigami. And, oh, I love this, because Kappa just is like, Hey there, Igami. Or should I say, Diva? I know who you are. I also know who all of your kids are. Why? Because I'm spying on the planet Earth.
0: Yeah, Fuck it's you. fucking messed up. And then he watches as Igami destroys, I mean, as far as he knows, kills his his like bodyguard guy yeah
1: and of course kaiba you know what i bet kaiba was like if that guy was smart he would have known not to just pull a gun an egyptian. <laughs> i had an entire powerpoint don't point guns at egyptian people they could be magic <laughs> written by kaiba for kaiba Corps in in uh in association oh with God. kaiba for kaiba Corps.
0: Do you think every single person is just sitting there, like, squirming, like, man, Kai, but this is really racist. He's like, it's not racist. It <laughs> not is racist. not.
1: If you it have it's any compl-
0: happened so many times.
1: If you have any complaints, you can take them to HR, but I will let you know that I have never not hired somebody because they're Egyptian. I've only ever not hired somebody because they're magic Egyptians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, remember... And he switches to the next slide. Now, remember, sometimes they're not actually Egyptian, but they do have Egyptian artifacts.
1: (laughs) Which is just as bad as if they were Egyptian. Okay, wait a minute. Now, that wording does need to change, Kaiba. You can't just say shit like that.
0: He stole my brother's soul. He's at least as bad as an Egyptian.
1: (laughs) At least. At least as bad as an actual <laughs> Egyptian magician. Oh, Egyptian magician is a good. Egyptian uh, magician sounds great. It sounds like a lead into a uh, to a uh, Dalmatian plantation.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Egyptian magician sounds like uh, the, sort sort of the song that's played in the middle of the Yu-Gi-Oh musical.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Kaiba just looks at, so he teleports this guy away and Kaiba's like, there are no limits when you're as brilliant as me. And then they have a duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this duel's okay, I guess, but it it
0: uh... it's a little bit hard to follow because uh, Diva appears to be able to summon as many monsters as he wants over and over again. And it's not clear like what the rules are for this duel compared to other duels where you can't just do whatever shit you want. Except,
1: you, Except when you can.
0: Except when you can, occasionally.
1: <laughs> when you believe in the Heart of the Cards as much as Yugi does, you know, anything's off the table. But
0: You know, Kaiba, Heart of the Cards is added in the dub, but Kaiba's always against
1: it, right? Yeah, he's never, he's never believed in it.
0: He totally does a Heart of the Cards thing. When instead of drawing from his deck, he kneels down to the ground to
1: summon Obelisk? He draws it from the earth itself. Because
0: the Obelisk card is somewhere down there.
1: Oh man!
0: Then Obelisk shows up and he he's got he's still got two monsters, so he sacrifices them and you know does the Obelisk thing.
1: And he basically is going to win,
0: right? And then and then Mokuba is
1: like, Psh, "We're out of here!" and starts flying away with the uh,
0: with the puzzle.
1: At which point, so Mokuba's like, "Hey." we're ready to go i'm going to escape with the millennium puzzle and then he gets onto the thing and starts escaping with the millennium puzzle and then it cuts to aigami's friend who's like he's escaping with the millennium puzzle and it's like (laughs) dude we just do we really need it this time like i get this is for a kids show but like come on
0: uh, yeah, and then it got Igami teleports up there, smashes his hand through the glass. Actually, he does this kind of cool thing where I think he phases his hand through the glass?
1: And then the glass shatters around his hand, yeah.
0: Right, he's like wearing a bracelet, so when he unfazes, it just breaks.
1: It's pretty awesome.
0: He grabs two pieces of the puzzle, and then mm-hmm. he's gone.
1: And Kaiba also leaves.
0: Kaiba's like, whatever, he didn't get a piece of the puzzle. Then he takes... Okay, I, I need no, to no no my head down. <laughs> not
1: yet. Not yet. We're still. Not, not yet. So we're not there yet, right? Because Joey has a stress dream about Kaiba. He does
0: because Joey has um, an inferiority complex.
1: He really does.
0: Whereas on top of the blimp, one of the many roofs that Kaiba has fought upon.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say a blimp is a roof, but it is roof adjacent.
0: When you fight on top of it, it's worse than a roof.
1: I think it is worse. No, I. It's I'm not at least
0: dis- as bad as an shit.
1: I, I... <laughs> the top of this blimp. Uh, we told
0: you. I right. wanna I wanna assure people from Egypt that I really do have nothing against them. It's just a solid joke that Kaiba is accidentally racist all the time.
1: It's because again, he has nothing against Egyptian people or the Egyptian culture. It's mostly magic, and it just so happens <laughs> that his entire life, all of the magic that has been fucking him over has come from Egypt. Like. He... <laughs> This joke's getting ve- veering dangerously into some territory. So Joey's having this stress dream about Kaiba and he wakes up and they're like having like a practice graduation ceremony, I guess.
0: Yeah, I forgot about the practice graduation ceremony. I I also guess that Yuki's is a valedictorian.
1: Yeah, which, yeah, fair.
0: I mean, I, I certainly there have to be other kids who maybe, I don't know, never had to take any time off because their grandpa was no had soul. his soul
1: stolen. Yeah. And then you had to go to this private island to, well, maybe it's not that he's the valedictorian, but he's being given the speech because he's the most popular kid at school. Yeah, maybe he's just got a speech
0: because he's, like, a celebrity,
1: you know? He's already made it, and this is just a formality. He never needed to graduate.
0: I am fairly certain. Oh, yeah. Duelist Duelist Kingdom had a, a cash payout. I would have assumed Battle City had a cash payout, right? Yeah. They didn't mention it, but, like, he has to have made some money.
1: I don't think Kaiba is frugal. I think it's like no, exp- like, right? Like, uh, we- they spare no expense for that shit. So yeah, there's got to be a cash payout for that.
0: Right. That's how you get people to your tournament.
1: Yeah. Is you- offering they're cash. They're certainly not doing it because they want to meet Seto Kaiba.
0: No, he's the worst.
1: <laughs> he's awful. At this point, I was kind of worried that, like, we weren't getting enough Yugi in this movie. But then we get a lot in this chunk where, like... He talks about how he misses, he really misses Yami and he still thinks about it Mm -hmm. a lot. And then, But also they're like kind of sort of becoming friends with Aigami because he's like inserting himself into their life on purpose.
0: Yeah, and they have this weird thing where they uh, think they know Aigami already, but they keep on like learning shit about him. Because they're like, hey Aigami, like what are you actually like?
1: I I don't know if we ever mentioned this, but at this point the movie makes it absolutely clear that if, if the Pharaoh comes back to this world all of these kids are going to lose their magical powers and their chance to make a utopia is gone forever. Mm-hmm. And because there might be a chance that the millennium puzzle is going to be put back together. Diva has the plan of just like, all right, what if I just kill the kid? If I just kill the kid, then right. we're good. He can never come back. And his sister, this little girl who we now find out is a sister is like, you can't kill a kid. That's so mean. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's like, you're really going too far. And he's like, there's nothing I won't do for us or something, you know.
1: There's nothing I won't do for a better world.
0: Um, I want to mention this. Thematically. And I don't know why this is, but, um, sibling relationships are, like, among the most important in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, the one that keeps coming back to is, like, Kaiba and Mokuba, but there's also Joey and his sister. Mm. And there's these two. At least one of the other villains also had, like, a little... Yes, one of the other villains. His little brother died in a war, and he blamed Kaiba for it. Then there was the other villain, who was Kaiba's adoptive brother. Mm-hmm. So, like, siblings are siblings are such a big thing in this
1: show. They're a real big deal. I
0: don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting. I feel like you don't see that a lot. A lot of a lot of heroes are uh, a lot of Cain and Abel children. stuff. Oof.
1: Well, I mean, Yugi <laughs> is an only child.
0: Yes, Yugi's the only child. It's the people around him who have siblings.
1: Who have siblings? Yugi's not allowed. Although Yugi's mom does look kind of like, uh... Ah, eh, never mind. So...
0: No, I need you to finish that sentence.
1: <laughs> I I don't remember what she looks like. I just saw an image of her and I was like, she looks kind of like somebody, but I don't okay. remember what she looks like anymore, so I don't know.
0: I just figured that could have been, like, a weird, dark thing for you to say. Like, oh, she looks kind of like Taya. It's like, well, that's bad. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: Kissing cousins. So, the... Um, it's going to roll over that thing I just said. So We're, we'll cut that. We <laughs> at this point, at this point, we cut to my branded private space elevator. These fucking yes men just hand Kaiba this suitcase and he climbs into this fucking capsule and just is in space. He's in space now. And here's the reason why I don't think anyone else has ever has ever even set up. Foot in this space station is because there is only room for one person in that fucking. <laughs> there is. The elevator only holds one person, and and oh. he gets up there. And oh. I, at this at this point, I notice that he has his initials on his belt buckle, like a fucking oil baron from Texas. He gets to this fucking space station. And he fucking, like, walk, don't run, but also also don't walk, just be fucking, like, treadmilled over into this science room. He puts all of these Millennium Puzzle pieces into this, like, zero-G device, and it's just gonna solve it in, like, four hours.
0: Yeah, so the reason he did build this was so that the Millennium Puzzle could be solved while floating, because he figured that would be easier. That's yeah. the canonical reason. That's why it happened. He,
1: he built a space elevator and a space station to bring back uh, his boyfriend to duel him. Like, that's why.
0: If you think about it, this is also kind of crazy. He built a robot with small enough hands to assemble the Millennium Puzzle. That's very hard to do. He he isn't directing
1: it either. It's just... It's automatically doing it, and it's explaining what it's doing and kaiba's like why are you explaining this to me i designed you and the robot's like because you programmed me to stroke your ego you fuck." <laughs> like, uh, it's great uh, this whole scene is kind of awesome
0: oh, but i wanted to talk about this scene actually yeah. so this is this is why i wanted to mention this is what i want to mention with duke um the by the way the space elevator is my favorite thing in this movie his reasons for building it are absurd and then later fucking later oh. okay so if so
1: when so. check of, when check of, just 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 we'll let's hold on to it, we'll to on it. To it. We'll to i
0: it. i i just want to hold on to it no, <laughs> if <cool>. if oh, <laughs> uh, it's amazing so if somebody unworthy assembles the puzzle which uh doesn't happen because the puzzle is really hard to to assemble but at one point in the manga it broke and yugi had it assembled except for like one piece and duke's dad tried to put it together and was like trapped within its maze so somebody unworthy cannot assemble the puzzle or yeah. else they're trapped within its labyrinth okay having a robot do it kind of feels like the thor's hammer on an elevator argument from avengers 2 yeah like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what would have happened if it had put the last piece in? Or what would have happened if Kaiba had put the last piece in? I don't know.
1: So here's the thing, right? This is the, the puzzle itself is no longer magical That's anymore. true. Like, it's still really fucking hard to solve.
0: Actually, this is a, this is a bit that, um, I feel like is often forgot. The puzzle grants wishes. <laughs> it actually grants one wish.
1: Oh, okay. The puzzle,
0: the puzzle will grant one wish from the person and who you, puts you it together. you for a friend. yugi wishes to have friends actually here's the kind of sick thing is bokora wished the same thing oh no bokora while he was playing uh his game with his friends he he like wished that they could always be playing the game together and so the spirit of the ring started trapping his friends in the game
1: oh no and
0: that's why he had to move
1: (laughs) that's them's the breaks you know all these kids keep disappearing when they become friends with your demon child, so <laughs> you have to leave.
0: I actually think Bakora has a sister. Speaking of siblings, he just... he We just never meet her because he had to move away from his family. But she, she might not exist in the current continuity anyway, what with the other retconning around Bakora. So yeah, now no wishes are granted. Maybe the puzzle isn't even magic because there's, uh... I mean, we'll get to the bit where nothing magical happens. but the point is nothing magical seems to happen around the puzzle. Then I feel like we're with Joey Bakura, and Agami.
1: Well, so something we kind of forgot to mention is that when is that igami like semi sort of timidly challenged Yugi to a duel. so that's what they're all gonna go to is have this duel.
0: yes, they're they're gonna have like a little uh
1: just a little tournament right all just five a, just, friends. A, just
0: a little like a friendly tournament
1: and and this igami guy.
0: Just friends and also Aigami. So, did you know that Aigami wanted to kill Bakura?
1: Oh, I didn't, but I, it it's one of those things where I was like, oh, sure, I guess this is happening now. I don't think it's a plot twist, necessarily, so much as it's like a, like, kind of like, just like another facet of his character development. It is interesting.
0: I think the reason why I thought of it as a plot twist is because um, I remember the Yu-Gi-Oh! TV show. So Shadi, throughout yes. all of the GO TV show, was a ghost.
1: Yes, I remember him.
0: But it was not revealed that he was a ghost until like the last season. Oh. Where he says that he was, uh, he was killed by the spirit of the ring. Uh, I had always taken that to mean that Shoddy was a
1: very old ghost, but he's actually not. Apparently, he's a like modern day Egyptian with an Egyptian accent and everything.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess he's the only Egyptian in the dub who actually has an Egyptian accent. <laughs> Yeah. Even though there are kind of a lot of Egyptians in the dub. Well, like, uh, Actually like, in the sub I bet they all just sound Japanese too, to yeah, be fair.
1: Yeah, to be fair.
0: I I don't know how easy it is to find an Egyptian voice actor across any country's boundaries or whatever. Point yeah, is
1: Yeah. It's hard.
0: Point is shoddy. He was killed by the Spirit of the Ring. But he left the world when attempted. He was still around. He was still protecting the um the, the stone the sacred stone yeah until that whole place collapsed in and the stone was destroyed so i thought when i first saw this movie and i think i was supposed to think that diva origami it's bad when they have two names because i i want to make it clear they're the same person yeah <laughs> uh that diva wanted to kill yugi for like releasing Shadi's soul yes yes but it turns out he you- wants to kill Bakura because Bakura fucking killed him when he was a kid.
1: When he was a kid. So we go, we have this flashback, sort of. Well, so we start having a flashback.
0: It's, this is actually a very well set up flashback, because he, it only does half, and then it cuts. And, and then, like, Bakora like, can't anymore. And then Igami makes him do the rest of it.
1: Well, before he makes him do the rest of it, right, like, he fucking kills Joey.
0: He does. Like, so let's do killing Joey, and then we'll get to the flashback.
1: Yeah. So we'll and yeah, we'll get to the flashback. Well, well, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Before any of this happens, Yugi is home alone. His grandpa has just closed up the game store, and, uh, and an, a and a tiny child covered in Egyptian symbology walks and just starts talking to him casually. And he's yeah, just like, and he
0: he like does not freak out, which is good on you, Yugi. Then again, I guess he's kind of used to people I'm, just showing I'm used up. To
1: all of this Egyptian magic just showing up uh, in yeah. my life. She gives him a piece of the Millennium Puzzle. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? What? what?
0: <laughs> like that. He, yeah. he does exactly that.
1: Exactly that. And so now we cut to this whole, like, Bakura torture scene. And Aigami kills Joey. Kills him dead.
0: Yeah, so he he does a fucking Twilight Zone episode with Joey.
1: It's kind of an awesome Twilight episode, though.
0: It it it'd be a it'd be a really good Twilight Zone episode. He 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 sends him into a world that is slightly wrong because he can't remember things perfectly. Because
1: it's a world of everything that specifically everything that you can remember.
0: And so like nobody is like looking in the eye and like their faces are wrong. And then and in my mind, the, the the part that actually makes would make it kind of a weaker Twilight Zone episode is the world starts to be destroyed. But if it was more like he's walking through this world and nothing's quite right, that would be like a
1: real good Twilight Zone episode. Well, and that's the thing, right, is, is as you get older, you start forgetting things. But because you're in a world where you can't make new memories, eventually you would just live in a di- in like an empty dimension.
0: I thought he was going to try to summon some memory he would never forget like one of the many times he was tortured <laughs> or maybe his sister to if it's going to be a happy memory
1: or uh, right or maybe a member of his family but no he sees Jesus
0: his dad's like a like a drunken asshole and his mom is he never sees his mom so
1: well no I get it but like you would think he would choose his sister right like instead of you know
0: but he—it doesn't seem like he has that much autonomy here either. He has to like walk through his remembered domino. He doesn't seem to be able to like summon up any memories.
1: Well, and he does start to remember more. Like he—he st- he does start putting his memories into it. Mm-hmm. Like he starts re- like he's as he learns the rules of the game. And I he's like, but actually, but still, fuck you though. You're still gonna die
0: yeah but he's he's doing better than agami thought he would yeah joey has always had like i said he's kind of the everyman he's the one guy with no magic and no
1: millions of dollars or whatever so all all he has is his willpower and yeah so all
0: he has is is his ability to go no actually i'm not going to fucking lose to because raw set me on fire with his god magic Mm -hmm. i'm gonna win but then he dies because he can't just do that
1: but no i am going to lose and i'm gonna drown to death so that you can win
0: that was actually the moment that his sister took her bandages off. Yeah, so he's he's basically dead. He's gone. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Egami... Oh, fuck, this flashback is so good.
1: It's really good. I love good. this a lot. It's very good.
0: Here's how uh, the difference in flashback is it was explained to me. In episode, I want to say like 8 or 13 of, uh, of Yu-Gi-Oh! We First Meet Bakora. Yes. And he says that he was given the ring by his dad. When, when his dad had gone on a artifact-finding mission. Yeah. How that was explained to me was, uh, yeah, Bakura does not remember this. He thought his dad had given him the ring. Because that was a nicer thing to think than, oh yeah, uh, I murdered my dad and also some other guy. <laughs> and, and like really terrorized a bunch of kids. And really
1: beat the shit out of some kids.
0: Uh, So, Bakura, when he was a kid, he lived in Egypt with his dad. His dad has become obsessed with finding the Millennium Ring. Which in my mind it, it genuinely seems like he might be magically obsessed with it because that's what the Millennium Ring can do.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels that way.
0: He he he's like manic. So he uh he finds Shoddy's stone. The stone at this point does it did it have the eye in it? Do you did you notice?
1: It didn't have the eye in it.
0: That makes sense. So it didn't have the eye, but it had the key and it had the scales. Yes. And I, had and, the, um, and I had the ring. So uh uh Becora's dad goes to pick up the ring. It, it it like tests him and finds him wanting. It jumps mm-hmm. off. It 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 like hurts him really bad, he's dying, Bacora picks up the ring because his dad keeps babbling about it, and it does the thing that was always like the grossest thing the Millennium Ring does, which is stabs Bacora in the chest
1: and, and mm-hmm.
0: hangs on.
1: And just becomes part of his skin flesh. And
0: becomes part of his skin. And then he kills Shoddy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because the, because the ring, the spirit of the ring did not appreciate being,
1: uh. Yeah. Talked down to.
0: Being talked down to.
1: He also doesn't appreciate wearing a shirt, I guess, because he's just immediately shirtless.
0: Yeah, that was a fairly common thing with the spirit of the ring, I seem to remember. Yeah. 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 Murder Shoddy, messes up those kids, and I guess just bounces.
1: Yeah deuces them
0: out the interesting thing i think about this is we have never actually seen modern bakora actually murder somebody before ancient egyptian Bakura murdered a bunch of people like all the time
1: left and right bam bam dead yeah so Bakura remembers this
0: and and he's like freaking out and he's like crying and he's like i'm so sorry and diva clearly starts to have second thoughts
1: well because diva's like i'm well i'm gonna kill you anyway and Bakura's like yeah, that's fair. Like, Yeah,
0: he's like, I, I understand, I get it. It really sucks, that thing that I did. He was he was possessed by a demon for, like, eight years?
1: And he says as much, and, like, Igami doesn't really believe him. Uh, and he's just like, well, you know what, that's fair. Fine, like, do it. Yeah. Like, I just remembered that I killed a man as a child.
0: Yeah, but Igami's Agami's hesitating, and then his bud shows up who I wish I had written down his name because it's, again, it's like an American name and I should know it.
1: It starts with an M. Manny. 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 I, uh,
0: yeah, I think that is his name, but I, yeah, okay, Manny.
1: It's, but it's not like like Manny short for like Manuel or anything. It's Manny, M-A-N-I.
0: Okay, so Manny shows up, and we didn't really mention this because they didn't really highlight it in the movie, but they did show it a little, Yeah, is Manny has found the Millennium Ring. And this is important. The Millennium Ring no longer has the spirit of the Millennium Ring in it. He's no. dead. But the Millennium Ring is still like a bad thing.
1: It's still super evil.
0: I guess if you, I guess if an evil spirit is in something for 3,000 years, you get some evil.
1: Some evil, some evil hangs on.
0: He He's wearing it and he is, he, he's like an evil version of himself. He tells D.Va he's gotta kill this kid and diva i feel like now this this bit i'm i'm misremembering a little i think he does zap bacora no or the or manny attacks bacora and he gets both
1: manny attacks bacora and igami's like yo dude manny what the fuck aren't you supposed to be like a pacifist and against me doing any of this stuff what's going on and then manny's like i have the millennium ring now fuck you and fuck this kid i don't remember exactly what happens, but I think the Millennium Ring. Oh, Manny fights off the Millennium Ring's power and tells Aigami, like, hey, I've been corrupted by evil. You need to, like, fucking disintegrate me and this ring so that I don't become evil again.
0: Right. And the Millennium Ring seems to end up inside of his cube. Yes. If if I am getting this right, because the cube inside the cube is like a desert. Yes. That we see a few times, and it wasn't clear to me at first, was the inside of the cube, but I think that's what it is.
1: Yes, I think so as well.
0: Because that's where he's keeping the puzzle piece, too.
1: But when the Millennium Ring kind of transports itself in there, it also, like, totally dusts Manny and, uh... Right, Mercura. and Cora.
0: That fucking ring. You know, in that, uh... In the Castle Monsters miniseries, the ring was the bad guy there, too.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: It was revealed that, at some point, Alexander the Great had worn it.
1: Oh no. And it had been
0: split into, like, a, a perfectly decent guy and a real asshole. <laughs> and when he was a real asshole, he conquered the worlds.
1: It's fair. It happens, you know? So Bakura's fucking dead now.
0: Bakura's fucking dead now. Manny's dead. Joey is uh, he's running around a disintegrating world which is not like great news i would argue it's
1: i would say a fate worse than death as as you forget yourself out of existence
0: you know who had a similar fate was uh Mai valentine yeah she had that uh when 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 she lost to merrick he made her forget all of her friends one by one.
1: Oh yeah
0: until she was just like like comatose with no memories that's a
1: that's pretty awful that's a pr-
0: pr- pretty pretty bad thing to do to somebody
1: So, at this point, Yugi, Tristan, and Teya had figured out that something's gone wrong. Joey left his dual disc in his bike in the middle of nowhere, and he would never leave his dual disc anywhere.
0: Right. Well, remember, it's probably the most expensive thing he
1: owns. It probably is the most expensive thing he owns, other than his sister's eyes.
0: Well, those are hers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Um, Uh, uh okay. So... They're, like, running around trying to find him, and they find Aigami, and they're like, where the fuck is Joey, you piece of shit? Very aggressive.
0: And Aigami is, is, um, he seems to have lost it a little bit at this point. He
1: seems to have, well, I mean, he just watched his friend die, so that's two people dead. Yes, you know, it's pretty fair, actually.
0: But he's like, yeah,
1: oh, your friend, he's, he's dead, he's not coming back. And he's not gonna bring Bakura back. I mean, come on. And then, thanks to the power of friendship, Thanks for
0: the power of friendship. In the memory of, I believe it was in the memory of the clock in Domino City, which is where Battle City started. Yes. Atem shows up and Joey is suddenly back.
1: He's like Iron Man posing and everything and he's just back.
0: Yeah, he, and in a weird thing that I remember from both the sub and the dub, he does not mention that he saw a Tem. Uh He actually says it at the end of of the movie, but nobody believes him.
1: So at this point, Agami's freaking out. He's like, "The but the the cube should be the most powerful thing."
0: Yeah, he's like, "I'm supposed to be all powerful. What the hell?" This
1: cube has two more sides than the Millennium Puzzle. It should be more powerful. Uh, what's going two, on? Two, three and one. four and six. Come
0: on. Wait, no. The Millennium Puzzle has five sides.
1: How does it have five sides?
0: The base is a square, so yeah. it has four pyramid sides and then the the base
1: okay are I'll, you
0: not are you not counting that bit as a side
1: i, I forgot about i forgot that it was a four sided pyramid thing. yeah um that was like a like a like a d4 but i will argue that it is still two sides because technically the cube has like the little like cut face it does have the little cut that's true so that brings it up to seven all right not really a cube you know what asked and answered so we figured it out time to get my mathematics degree back <laughs> uh, they took it away for they took it away for two minutes but i got it back
0: that's how it works
1: so man we still got like half a movie to go and we have introduced so many things into this plot
0: diva teleports
1: and starts brooding to, like, on a rooftop
0: go go brood in private actually not in private in a public place and i want to mention that it's a public place because Kybra's
1: Kyla's private police force kidnaps him he is kidnapped by Kaiba's private cyber ninjas.
0: Somebody needs to tell Kaiba that he can't keep doing so many crimes.
1: I will it I will say though, I feel like every rooftop is a privately owned rooftop. It's owned by Kaiba Core. <laughs> <laughs> So he was trespassing.
0: And it should be noted though that the only reason Kaiba
1: can kidnap him is because he's so like out of it that he doesn't fight him.
0: Because he can teleport to anywhere he wants.
1: He puts on, like, a sensory deprivation mask on him, which I guess prevents him from, like, teleporting away or contacting any of his known child associates.
0: Well, remember that Kaiba is now established to build anti-magic technology. Yes. So.
1: And he also, at this point, is like, I have a Batman spy system, but because it's 2016, no one cares and it's mine.
0: Yep. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know all about your sister, the person who does not appear to actually, like live in the world at all i'm like fuck you kaiba how deep do you have to go to be able to find somebody like that
1: well and he found her and he got a great portrait shot of her too look at this portrait does this i love that uh mokuba is the one doing the good cop bad cop routine all by himself
0: hey also mokuba should not be complicit in this if you're going to kidnap somebody don't tell the kid
1: I, I think he... Listen, Mokuba's been kidnapped a couple of times. I think he's pretty happy to be on the other side of that game.
0: That's a really dark thought. <laughs>
1: now, you're the kid, and I'm <laughs> the one napping you.
0: You're the kid, and I have just napped.
1: <laughs> and I feel super energized from that. I had
0: a thought. Um, Sarah probably he got that picture of her when she was in the in Yugi's house yeah because I bet Kaiba has cameras in Yugi's
1: house oh he's got cameras all over that fucking game store like it ain't nobody's business
0: actually yeah the place the place with his rival and the one guy who keeps on collecting cards that are better than his
1: you gotta like if you're gonna be spying on the whole world might as well spy on there a little bit more Mm mm-hmm The cutting in this scene is a little weird because we go from that interrogation scene to just the middle of an intersection in the rain. Yugi's standing there and all the cars are honking at him and then Kaiba's there out of nowhere. And he's like, I know you have the last piece of the Millennium Puzzle because of my aforementioned spy cameras.
0: Because I fucking suck. Because I'm literally the worst person.
1: (laughs) Me being a literal monster was better than the monster I have become obsessively trying to fight your... The Pharaoh guy, Atem You, but not you, other you The only Egyptian magic I Seto Kaiba need in my life Is this 5,000 year old dead guy (laughs) And he's not here And I don't know how I feel about it And you're gonna help (laughs) me get him back
0: That's basically what he says And then he leaves Yugi in
1: an intersection To get run over (laughs) By fucking Speed Trucker 5,000
0: why the hell is that? Like, he knows somebody's standing there. Uh, But then he's saved by Sarah again. I guess not again. He just sees her a second time. She saves him for the first time.
1: And then his box, she like brings his box to him, I guess. So he could just run straight over to the, to the dual dome. The bigger, yep. better dual dome coliseum thing.
0: Kaiba's got a big old coliseum set up. Kaiba puts on the most masturbatory stage shows.
1: Oh man, it's awesome.
0: Yugi must be so fucking tired of being forced to come to Kaiba's bullshit.
1: Oh, he does have a moment. He does have a real good punk rock attitude towards the whole bit, though. That I love. Yeah, like, he, he in does. A bit.
0: He later, he's like, "Man, fuck you,
1: Kaiba." This is when we get the like Jedi speech from from the little girl whose name escapes me. Sarah, is that what you said her name was? That's when Sarah kind of gives him the whole like flashback of like,
0: "Oh yeah, we see her childhood."
1: Yeah, he's turning to hate and hate leads to the dark side and now he's joining the dark side of dimensions uh or whatever right
0: they do say that you can't be afraid because fear turns to
1: hate fear turns to hate and hate leads to the dark side of dimensions so the name of the movie um
0: I got it. Thank you.
1: I I am just more for the audience in case they forgot the the name of this movie. (laughs) Well,
0: unlike in Pyramid of Light, they don't say it a million times.
1: Yeah, they really don't. They say it once. um, And it's not even at this point in the movie. They say it a little bit later. This has got to be the craziest stage show in the history of stage shows.
0: Because people seem to think it's real,
1: first off. First off, they're all thinking we're just going to watch this man die.
0: So a plane starts flying out of the sky <laughs> yeah, let's towards be,
1: them. Let's be, okay, wait, let's frame this a little bit better because right now it just sounds like put on like a Saw movie for them to fly. <laughs> 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 so, so they're all sitting in this coliseum and it's a beautiful blue sky above them and these planes start flying by and then one of the pilots like loses control of the plane. And everybody is screaming.
0: Everybody's like, oh my God, a plane's crashing. It's going to crash into us. We are like fish in a barrel here and then a fucking blue eyes ultimate dragon is it ultimate it doesn't matter blast the thing out of the sky <laughs> and kai was like this is how awesome i am fuck <laughs> he you
1: walk, he walks out of the fire and the flames and the hologram like disintegrates around him and he's like look at this shit i made this he right. actually
0: says some crazy ass shit he's like oh. if the person who made reality was in front of me right now i would fire him because i've made better reality i, I
1: Paused and rewound and wrote down exactly what he said because it was so Please. amazing. Please. He said, so, so at the beginning he's talking about, oh, like, I've created something better than reality. Now we're only bounded by our imaginations. Why do we even care about reality? It's tedious, poorly designed, and pathetically constructed. If and the my one boyfriend's responsible, dead. if the one responsible was in my employ, I'd have him fired. <laughs> All of this for a children's card game.
0: Uh. <laughs> in, and and in a wild move you know i like i i understand i understand this weird like uh like g3 everything we're doing is amazing type thing
1: like kaiba is the coolest
0: Right, but in a wild move, Kaiba starts going off about the Millennium Puzzle, an artifact that seven people in the room know anything about.
1: And at this point, it's like he's doing the equivalent of like if Steve Jobs walked up and started talking about the new iPhone and then halfway through was like, also, let's talk about how let's talk about like aliens and the fact that they exist. And I met one and and I loved him.
0: It wouldn't, it wouldn't even be that level because aliens is something people know about. It'd be like, what if he started pulling up, it'd be like, what if he pulled up three Sasquatch hairs and was like, when these three Sasquatch hairs are held by the same person, Sasquatch will show up.
1: He's going to appear and then I'm going to wrestle him. Me, Steve Jobs, the lightest CEO. (laughs) <laughs> the thinnest and lightest CEO on the market. I'm gonna fight Sasquatch. Oh, that's not fair. That man's dead. Um, he can't defend himself.
0: Yes, and he's much thinner and lighter now. If you think about it.
1: <laughs> I think he was cremated. So yeah, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> so
0: so Kai was like, first I'm gonna duel this kid, and then I'm gonna duel like the king of games. I don't know if we should like really highlight that one, but we're not. We're so. not. <laughs>
1: we're not because it's actually about me and then the real show's gonna begin
0: and and he's like no what if the people who paid to see this movie got to watch me do something
1: actually i'm gonna you know and well i love the punk rock attitude yugi has here because he's like actually kaiba shut the fuck up i'm gonna yes. duel him because he just kidnapped my best friend and i'm gonna get him back first and you know me you know the shit i do for my friends so just let this happen for once. Kaiba, like, does let it happen, but he's very begrudging
0: about it. He,
1: the, their, during this entire duel, it keeps cutting back to Kaiba, and he's so not interested. <laughs> this full, like, even Mokuba's getting into it, and he's like, I don't care. I'm not dueling anybody.
0: Yugi kind of gets tossed around in the first first half of the duel.
1: He gets pretty owned. Things aren't looking good for little Yug. But then he just pulls it out like it's nothing.
0: Also, there's a monster that shows up that has an eye on his crotch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about that in your sex edu- in your uh, sex symbolism class. <laughs> or your sex education class, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiba
0: runs the sex education class. This, pretty typical.
1: <laughs> you see eyes all over the human body where they shouldn't be. And it's probably because of Egyptian magic. But I haven't been able to prove that yet. Uh, if you see an eye on the forehead, that's
0: definitely Egyptian magic. It's super I Egyptian Eye on the crotch, shape. maybe.
1: There is a head down there, so you know. You know. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I do love this idea of Kaiba... Uh, just because he's already doing everything else, also doing all of the, like, introductory seminar videos his employees have to watch.
0: Oh, absolutely! And there are so many explosions in those videos!
1: Oh, people are dying left and right in those videos, and he's just walking out of smoke, and that's just the intro.
0: (laughs) Kaiba has a, uh, I don't know if you want to get into either of these duels,
1: like, very heavily. They're pretty lackluster. The last one's pretty great at the very end when it becomes like plot stuff, but these two duels are fine.
0: I think the first one is is like I said. I don't I don't really like the uh, dimension duel
1: aspect. So we just don't know enough about the rules. <laughs>
0: D.Va appears to be able to do whatever he wants. He gets to, like, summon monsters and then attack with them and then summon them again and then attack with those monsters. And it's not clear why. The duel that Yugi has with Kaiba seems to be basically to show off Dark Magician.
1: Yes. With his cool new redesign.
0: Uh, Yes, Dark Magician's cool new redesign. Dark Magician girl who looks the same, but then she has, like, sidekick uh. Well, she's got, like, cards. a whole
1: Sailor Moon class now.
0: Yes, yeah, she does. Uh, so- there are, I believe, five of them.
1: Apple magician, lemon magician girl, and
0: there is berry magician girl. Yeah, there is choco magician girl. Oh, and kiwi magician girl. They're all named after, I guess, fruits. And they, if and you chocolate. put the first letter, well, I think I think it's like a cocoa Everyone's bean was the favorite idea. Favorite fruit,
1: chocolate. Uh, of a if you use the first that.
0: letters of their name, they spell the word black for black oh. magician girl,
1: which is who they summon.
0: So it shows shows some of those those off. Kaiba shows off his different blue eyes. Like fucking
1: five new blue eyes that he has. There
0: there's it's it's interesting that with Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl, just show just having them be there is enough. But Blue Eyes needs a million redesigns. Whoever I don't know if it's because people like people like blue eyes redesigns or because the creator likes blue eyes redesigns or what but there are a lot of blue eyes redesigns. i feel like it
1: is definitely a combination of because the writer of the manga wrote this movie yes and so i feel like he clearly understands what people think and want of kaiba and what they want from him and his deck so i think it is a He's combination just gotta keep too.
0: on having bigger badder stuff
1: bigger badder blue eyes something dragons
0: and i guess it's interesting if you know, he pulls out the bigger dragons so that Yugi can take him out with, like, his weird trap cards that, like... So, something I should mention about Yugi's deck is he also has a lot of... He's got the gadget cards, and he's got a lot of monsters that are also, like, weird magical defense cards.
1: He's, a, he's got a trick deck as opposed to Kaiba's, like, full-on power deck.
0: Right. Well, the thing is, I don't know if you remember the Yugi versus Atem duel. But Yugi's cards were all like he had the Silent Monsters, which are monsters that start out real, real small and then grow big, like Yugi. And he had a bunch of toy monsters, mm-hmm. like that's really his go-to thing. So his current deck is like a, it's like a mix between the Attem deck and like the toy monsters and stuff. Yeah. There's a great bit where Yugi kills kills one of uh, Kaiba's monsters, and he just goes, "You really hate dragons, don't you?"
1: Yeah, it's a real good line.
0: It's a solid line.
1: And it's delivered just deadpan.
0: Because Kaiba, here's the thing. Kaiba does not think he's going to lose against Yugi. It doesn't cross his mind. Even though Yugi beat a Tem, and a Tem always beat Kaiba.
1: Yeah, like every time. It never, like that That escalation. Well, right, because it's the thing. He says in his like Shakespeare monologue at the beginning of the movie, that the only person worthy of being even close to being his rival is is Atem and now that he knows Yugi is not Atem he's just like I don't care about this kid.
0: It's just that Yugi could beat him I believe. <laughs> Yugi's very good at the game. Yugi's like all right I'm I'm fucking done with this with your freaking tantrum. So he walks up to the Millennium Puzzle and he puts the last two pieces in and there's this long echoing click and he just looks at Kaiba and says he's not coming back.
1: Nothing yeah nothing happens. He's gone.
0: And it's it's a scene that I really love. And I would have loved a lot more if they weren't, like, surrounded by thousands of people. Because what the hell do those people think is going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the show, man, at this point. Or do you think that maybe, like, it's like wrestling where Kaiba is, like, announced the story that nobody knows during the promo?
0: By the way, we didn't mention... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> by the way, we didn't mention that uh, Bakura's back.
1: Oh, yeah, Bakura's back. He's hanging around.
0: When uh, when D.Va lost, Bakura came back. But Yugi's, like... Uh, he He's like, he's never coming back. He's gone forever. And he doesn't take the puzzle with him, which that meant a lot to me. It's like, he doesn't care about it because it doesn't have his friend in it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Back inside the weird cube.
1: Yeah, the quantum cube, which is what it's called.
0: Diva has lost and he's, he's feeling pretty lost. It seems like
1: yeah, he's literally wandering around in his endless interdimensional desert.
0: Well, he's been betrayed by his sister, who gave the puzzle piece to Yugi so he could put together the puzzle. He has been, um, defeated by Yugi.
1: His best friend died.
0: His best friend died. He doesn't really know what he's going to be doing anymore. You know, he he doesn't know if if he's still the guy who can make everything perfect. And then, that fucking ring...
1: (laughs) Taps on his foot, like the call of the siren. What's this? The Millennium Ring. He, like, teleports back... Into the world, and this is the grossest thing I have seen in a long time in an anime.
0: He looks pretty gross.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, Kaiba says. Kaiba says when he shows up and he like unveils his final form because Yugi's like, "Aigami?" questioning tone, and Kaiba right. just looks at him and goes, "He certainly has looked better." It's like, "Yeah, dog," like he's being <laughs> possessed by Egyptian magic. Give him a break. <laughs> At this point, I started getting pretty hyped for Yu-Gi-Oh! Because now it's like, they're teaming up, Avengers Assemble yes. style.
0: This is clearly a better version of what the end of the last movie was trying to do. Which is like, oh, Kaiba and yu gi work together to kill Anubis. But like, Anubis' final form was there for two seconds, and also it didn't make sense why he existed at all.
1: And like, this one, we get like a full-fledged duel.
0: Yes, we do. Here's my problem with the Dark Cubic Lords. They're not any more or less gross than the other Cubic Monsters.
1: (laughs) The thing is, is all of the Cubic Monsters are pretty gross.
0: All the Cubic Monsters are gross. And if all the Cubic Monsters weren't gross, but then the Dark Cubic Lord was super disgusting, that would make sense. But the Dark Cubic Lord is super disgusting, and also all the other Cubic Monsters had eyeballs everywhere and were, like, gooey and black, and they they weren't good either.
1: So it's like, it's all bad. There's no good. Why? 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 (laughs) Why more?
0: There's a, this is a pretty short duel.
1: It is. It's pretty short.
0: Yugi and Kaiba basically get teabagged pretty bad. Like, like this is actually, I feel like the worst either of them have ever done in the show. They They just get thrown around.
1: And, oh, and I think we're back in the, you die in the game, you die in real life rules here. Yes. So.
0: Right. Actually, this is important. The dimension duels are not shadow games. They're not. There's, there's definitely some, you have to like give some of your power, some of your own strength to your monster for them to fight, but if you lose, you're not going to die. When D.Va comes back with the Millennium Ring, now the Dimension Duel is a shadow game. Now it's like all or nothing.
1: And while, and also because the Millennium Ring has access to this interdimensional reality warping power, as they're dueling, he's like sucking people's bodies into dust head first usually.
0: People are just like collapsing and dying. And what I, what really gets me is like some people disappear and some people like haven't disappeared yet, but they're gonna, (laughs) and they're just freaking out and all of Yugi's friends are collapsing.
1: Yeah. And, and they're all like, it's our fates in the hands of this fucking child again. Let's hope it works out. And also Kaiba. He's there too, I guess.
0: So Yugi and Kaiba, it's a pretty short duel. They do a lot of defending each other. Of, like, summoning monsters that block the others. Up to the point where Kaiba eventually takes the last hit for Yugi and gives him the, um, Millennium Puzzle.
1: And tells him, hey man, he's our only hope. This is it,
0: all or nothing. Uh, so Yugi puts the puzzle on. He does not believe that Atem will come back still. But he's, he's like, I'm going to fight you to the last. But then Atem does come back. In... Honestly, the only way this could have pulled out they could have pulled this off that I would have liked it.
1: I was convinced like there's no way they could bring him back because it it'd be too much, right like you have mm-hmm. to because the whole point is you have to let him go. but this scene is so cool because he shows up and like it's your boy, he's there. The whole movie has been telling us the rules of this magic power, which is the moment the Pharaoh shows up, these magic powers are gone. they're gone.
0: He draws one card, which is a real card. Uh let me Google it so I get the name right. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. And like I said, like I should be I should be very clear. Like I, when I say silent, I mean like there's music, there's like battle music going on, but no no, no one says anything. This just happens. Like he draws the card, he plays it.
0: Fake Atem said stuff earlier in the movie. But for all intents and purposes, Atem does not speak. At all in this movie. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's the one way that they could have done this that I would have accepted. Because it makes it... Um,
1: it makes the ending of the show mean still mean something.
0: It makes it more of like a swan song than anything else. Yeah. You know, like the last bow before the curtain. Mm-hmm. Mahad the Protector Priest. I love that, the, that this is the card he played. Because it's a good nod to the fact that if he comes back, then Mahad also comes back. Mahad was his servant and friend who became dark magician yeah and this card is if you draw it you can immediately summon it and if it battles a dark monster it doubles its attack the, the, the way the actual card is it would have beaten this giant monster yeah. basically and it does and i like that because they, they didn't actually need to um they didn't they didn't actually need to make a card that would have made sense there it didn't need to make sense but they did but they did and it does and attempt shows up Saves the day. There's a little scene between him and Yugi, but then he's just
1: gone. And he takes the Millennium Puzzle away. And he takes
0: yeah. the fucking puzzle. Like, I'm- you're not getting me back again. I'm tired.
1: This is a one-time thing.
0: I spent 3,000 years in limbo, and I finally get some rest.
1: I get a couple of years home, and you call me back like, sorry, I'm good. Uh, to be uh, fair,
0: he does have to come back to fight the- <laughs> the fucking millennium ring again so it's probably good for him to get rid of that
1: and i want to point out at this point this movie looks really good this movie's fucking gorgeous
0: especially after you've just watched the other movie which was so terrible
1: it looked the other movie like looked like melting clay compared to this movie was so sharp
0: they clearly put all their design in the last movie into that one blue eyes they
1: made Yeah, I mean, and this
0: one was like, "What if we do a million blue eyes?"
1: We got five new blue eyes, six new blue eyes. You over there, new blue eyes.
0: Blue eyes for you, and a blue eyes for for you. So then the movie wraps up pretty quickly.
1: Well, so we have a little scene there where Kaiba, Kaiba's like, "I hate to say I told you so, but I told you he would come back." And Yugi's like, "I guess we both believe in him in different ways." i have i uh you uh i have mine and then keb is like and i have mine <laughs> yep you edgy piece of shit the movie wraps up in like a montage where everyone's kind of going their separate ways
0: they have the uh they have the ceremony mm-hmm. tristan and joey are crying crying during it uh they take a, uh, everybody takes Taya to the airport
1: and she That
0: was at that point that I realized that she needs some female friends.
1: Yeah, like everyone saying goodbye is just like a du- is an increasingly older man. <laughs>
0: uh the one the one female friend she has is Mai, and Mai is gone.
1: Like, I don't know what she's up to, but she's not around. She's not in this movie. And also
0: she was always older than them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would have loved it if Pegasus was there for no reason.
0: Fuck yes! Uh Pegasus is that's a weird one though because pe- it's unclear kind of whether or not Pegasus is alive.
1: He might be.
0: In the anime he's alive and in the manga he's dead.
1: He's certainly not bothering anybody if he is still alive, so you know. Right. He's retired.
0: Well, the second movie, the one that we didn't watch was all about somebody going to the past to kill Pegasus so he would stop making Dual Monsters. But the past was already after Dual Monsters was made. And, and it was already after he was, like, reformed. So, like, this was, like, in, in, in the world of the anime, it's like, yes, Pegasus being alive is super important. And in the world of manga, it's like, no, he died. He died at the end of the first thing when Bakura killed him that one time.
1: We all remember
0: and then while well, he yeah do you want me to talk about it he takes no. his eye
1: <laughs> we know he has he left a hole in his face that normally he left a kills big people old hole in his
0: face no he's dead or not
1: <laughs> it depends
0: and then my he's next a... note is just fuck i forgot about this part i'm shaking so i
1: so i'm sitting here and i'm like wow what a cute ending um this is really nice and then it just cuts to kaiba in a in like a glowing suit and i'm like what's this chuckle fuck up to and he he's sitting in a pod in his little pod and his brother's like he's like are are you sure about this this has never been tested before and he's like i'll be the first run also mokuba you're in charge while i'm away and then and then he teleports himself using the cube and his space station his space station and his space elevator because he like shoots himself down the space down the elevator, space elevator and i don't know because this is like a back away. to the future he, moment yeah he's got to hit the speed and it all teleports away and i guess he goes to like egyptian magic heaven either he went to the underworld or the past but either way it is fucking wild and he and he's and he's walking he's Fucking walking towards the light and sitting there on his throne, bathed in the light, is is Atem. And he stands up and they give each other looks and he like gets into his let's duel stance. Cut to credits, cut to the main theme of the show. Hey,
0: hey, I want to mention something because I'm not sure if we've got it across.
1: I just, I, we need you to understand.
0: Kaiba walks through an Egyptian town. An and then town. walks into an Egyptian palace, and then sees the pharaoh. He doesn't just go to see the pharaoh. He once he gets to wherever the hell this is, it is still a trek.
1: It is the he like ends up in the middle of an endless desert. He fucking walks there. God damn it. He's Seto Kaiba. He runs for no man. <laughs> like when Chekhov put a gun on a wall, he wished it could have as much impact. As this (laughs) fucking space station With a With a space Elevator Elevator And the space station's there with him (laughs) (laughs) This Is The hypest ending A movie could ever have (sighs) Jesus Christ (laughs) It's Amazing It's so good
0: how many years until the 30th anniversary and I can find out what Kaiba and Atem have been up to?
1: <laughs> uh dude fucking 6 seven? right like six, seven, seven. Six, seven. 2026 man Oh man, man. <laughs> oh. I I want well we could do a 25th anniversary thing right or we could have that was,
0: It's such a dumb ending that is like 100% so so aware of itself <laughs>
1: Like, it's, it's, it's clearly, like, it's a... Fa- <coughs> <coughs> I'm dying. I'm actually dying. Yeah, that'll happen. Like, this is clearly... Like, this is a moment for the fans. Like, for the people who, who love, like, Seto Kaiba and his relationship with the Pharaoh. Because he's so insane for this whole movie that it was, it was either this or he killed himself. Like... Yeah. <laughs> right? Like...
0: Maybe the Pharaoh will break his mind again so that when he puts it back together, he's somewhat close to a normal human being and he can go home.
1: I feel like at this point, the Pharaoh's like, if I break his mind again, what if he gets even worse? (laughs) How? I don't know, man. He just hopped dimensions. (laughs) This guy's mind. His guy isn't. He isn't limited by his imagination, right? He isn't limited by this pathetically constructed reality.
0: Fuck, man. Did you catch the part where Mokuba told him to promise he came back and he'd come back and then he didn't?
1: Yeah. Well, He can't come back. He's got to go live it with his fucking magic Egyptian boyfriend. He's never coming back from that.
0: Here's here's the thing. He does come back. Oh. Canonically, he invented that dumb school in GX. The dueling school? Duel oh, Hogwarts? God, that's
1: right. I forgot he invents Duel
0: Hogwarts and makes Slifer the worst- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Makes so, life for the worst house and obelisk the best
0: house. <laughs> oh <my God>. uh,
1: <laughs> Cause, he's Cause he's a fucking piece of shit who can't get over a grudge. Oh uh,
0: yeah. Oh man. Okay. That's amazing. Thank you for listening to Directed Video. VHS. VHS? I have been your host and Egyptian magician apologist, Tony Robusto.
1: And I have been your host and positive that all the problems in my life have been caused by egyptian magic andy reyes
0: <laughs> this is my favorite episode we've ever done
1: it's pretty uh, I, i'm glad it was worth it i was excited and i'm glad that it did i was it, it so was... scared to do this one. Oh man dude this movie that movie was amazing <laughs> that might have been the uh. best movie we've watched on this show <laughs> in terms of just sheer excitement
0: if you want to find us on twitter i i am at theater Bets and i also have a webcomic that i do inspired by true uh
1: i am on twitter at, at royalty underscore valens i'm i'm on there occasionally oh man <laughs> if you want to fuck oh, men man. you need to hop into your dimension traveling space elevator <laughs>
0: oh man this is so much it's so much
1: it's i if i ever meet this guy who made this show and wrote this fucking movie i'm gonna shake his hand and be like you knew <laughs> <laughs> fucking modern day shakespeare man holy shit
0: uh you can uh find uh, the podcast at direct2.video mm-hmm. and you can go to itunes or your other podcast apps and rate us and talk about what a good job we did talking about this amazing movie.
1: And how we were super fair and we were completely right. And we've never been wrong about anything.
0: Mention that we're not racist against Egyptians.
1: Please mention that we're not racist just in general. But yeah, give us that five-star review if you like us. Uh, and if you don't, give us five stars anyway. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions, any comments, if you want to desperately request that I duel Tony for some reason, yep, uh, you can send us an email somewhere.
0: Yeah, you can send the the email to mail at direct2.video.
1: And a big thanks to Lee Rosevere for Planet E off of his album Trappist 6.
0: Oh, so close. But it is only Trappist 1. Damn it!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll get it eventually. Off of Trappist 1, uh, super good. We use that uh, as our main theme. God,
0: I, there's a part of me that wants to put, like, you're not me as our theme for this episode. (laughs) No.
1: But we probably shouldn't. No, we, we probably shouldn't. God, it's so bad, though. And, uh, what are we watching next time? What
0: would you think of Babe and Babe 2? Pig in the city.
1: Interesting. All right.
0: I have heard that Babe 2 is fucking weird.
1: I've never seen either of these movies
0: Okay, well it'll probably be fun then Alright Oh man
1: oh, Jesus. You know That's I such a good... you, remember, you, know, you remember that feeling we had After Balto 2 Wolf Uh huh This is like the exact opposite of that feeling Right, <laughs> like I'm on oh. I'm like on cloud 9 but not out of despair Out of just like giddiness Of what I had to see
0: This is the first movie that I've seen for this show where I feel like I reacted just as strongly during the movie as I did when I was talking about it. Same,
1: absolutely. Because I was like
0: laughing my ass off or like freaking out. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Then we just did that again.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I am the ghost of Chen Smith.
0: Oh yeah. And I am the ghost of, of an ancient Egyptian pharaoh. I think I made that joke coming in. It's been like three hours. It's
1: hard. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. All right. Oh, are there there are digimon movies but we're not I'm not going to do that to you.
0: The only thing I remember from Digimon, I remember two things. I remember the T-Rex guy yeah. who could turn into a big evil skeleton version of himself and go crazy.
1: Uh only if you got like super sad mad.
0: Yeah, and I remember that I think in, I think this was in one of the later ones, but like one of the Digimon kids was evil.
1: That was in uh season 3, I believe.
0: And, like, made these rings at Mind Control Digimon? Like, that was his thing.
1: Yes. He gets better.